Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. On this episode, I am joined by Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. And Brad, once again, Yo. champion of filling in. Yo. How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Moore. You're getting back-to-back episodes of Frame Trap, the best show oh. on Easy Allies. Aren't you so lucky? That's no, true. Not really. Uh, no, it is th- the best show. 100%. Oh, man. This is why you're the unofficial co-host. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was on vacation a few weeks ago, and so we're trying to get the schedule back on track. Uh, so that's why you're getting back-to-back episodes. Don't get used to it. Um, for the intro today... We're coming up on summer, at least where I'm at. It's getting it's getting hot. We had like spring just barely spring. started. Okay, all right. I know you're right. You're right. That's a, you're right to point out my absurdity there. Ben, absurd ben sent me a request for something. I'm like, that's two months away. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, no, it's next month. And I'm like, no, yeah, I, I was so I was I, this morning. I was like in a daze because mm-hmm. Blair was, was like because the, the, it was the Capcom fighting game collection. Of course, I'm all over that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, like course. like a rabid dog. And Blood was, was like, it's two months away. And I was like, I just watched the trailer. And it said June. That's next month. And I was, I was convinced <laughs> for like a good five minutes. And then I had, they hit me like a truck um, that June is in fact two months away. So I'm losing my mind. I'm going senile. That's okay. Whatever. Live and let die. Um, but anyway, the, 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 it's been hot. It's been hot where I'm at. It's been uh, like 90 degree weather. Yeah, California, yeah. I feel like... This job fucks with my sense of time, but just being in California fucks with my sense Especially of time. Especially since yeah. you didn't grow up here. Yeah, we, so we had like 90 to 100 degree heat for like three days, yeah. and then it dropped instantly back down to the 60s. Yeah. This is yeah. all I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very weird to me. Like like in the Midwest, like this the, seasons. Re- the seasons really do help with like your internal clock in yeah. a strange way. But anyway, all right, so we're a long ways off of summer, but... Do you have, are you thinking about summer at all? Do you have any potential summer plans? Just go to the beach, man. Go to the beach? I've been going to the beach more now. Hell yeah. I've been, like, making an effort, even just for, like, an hour or so, just to hang out and nice. splash around a little. Nice. Brad, I feel like that's kind of similar to me. Uh, in the last four days, I want to say, I went to the skate park twice. Sick. And I want to keep doing that. I, like, I really want to commit to it. Hurt my wrist a little bit. Ooh, mm. got rid of those wrist guards. I know. I just bought, I just bought some stuff. I bought wrist cool. guards. Do they not pads. make you wear pads at your park? Oh no! Oh no. really? Oh wow! No, no, no. Okay. No. Oh man, it was like because we got up early to go on Sunday. We went. We got there at like ten a.m. and we we're like, Damn, okay, this would be, be like this would be like a good time where like we, we like it'll be cool. It won't be so hot because it won't be yeah, noon yeah. yet, and like no one will be there because I feel like people really start coming in around noon. Yeah. Turns out. There was everybody. Like, well, no, there was a little little kid oh. like skateboarding lessons, oh. and it was it was the worst thing ever. I mean, these kids were adorable, but they're just like sliding around, yeah, on, yeah. like on their butts on the skateboard, and like I love kids. I don't love kids actually, but I love how funny kids can be. Um, because they have no awareness, right? And that's right. especially dangerous at a skate park. Like, they are just, whatever they're doing, they are just completely absorbed in that activity. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not aware of, like, the BMX bikes going by or the other scooter kids or skateboard. They're not aware of any of that. So you have to watch out for that. Yeah. Well, it's like going down the bunny hill. If you're, like, snowboarding or skiing or whatever, it's, like, yeah. often the most dangerous because people are learning sure. on those yeah, yeah. hills. And they're, like, instead of, like, if they're out of control... You should just fall, okay? Yeah. These people don't fall a lot of yeah. times. They just, ah, just go down the hill a million miles an hour. 
Uh, speaking of learning to fall, that's something I gotta do because man, I still stick my hands out. And oh, you cannot, that's bad. You, you yeah, you got super bad. You gotta super bad. Roll, yep. baby. Yep, for sure. You gotta do. You gotta do the knee slides. So I need those. Uh, oh, sure. Those yeah, knee, knee pad. Yeah, absolutely. But how about you? What are you thinking about for the summer? Um, there's a couple of trips that we have in mind, but I haven't actually planned them yet, so I don't know when they're gonna happen. Uh, usually, usually go back to Omaha to nice. see you know my wife's family in the summer. Uh, but that's and shifted around like year to year exactly when we go. A lot of times we're there for July 4th. It's so close to my neck of the woods. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I might visit some people in Seattle, but I don't know exactly when I'm going to do that. So Yeah. Maybe you, maybe I can ask you or solicit your guys' opinion real quick before we get into the games. So I'm thinking about Evo, right? And I did Evo online last year, and it was like the most fun I'd ever had in my life. But I'm just worried because mm. what are you gonna play well i want to play game price 15 because it's so much fun but i just i feel like i will not have time to practice in the way that i no, want King to Fires, you gotta learn three characters no too. i know i know i know and i'm just i'm just not gonna be able to commit and so it's like do i spend the money to do it do i just go I think, and watch like what do i do? i think you should do it if you enjoy doing it i do enjoy doing you it. just said it was like the most fun thing in your life it so is, and, maybe oh you God. should do it again the the last two Evo experiences, I mean, in person was way better yeah, than online, course. but yeah, it was so much fun. I don't know. I should probably you should just, just do, do it. it I should man. probably just do it. Okay. Um, a rare move on Frame Trap from me. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to talk about a game. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. I'm first on the lineup. Going to talk about a game that I cannot wait to talk about with you guys. Uh, that probably no one else cares about, and that's okay. That's Rune Factory Five. Oh, you're nice. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. It is. It is. Uh, it's one of those games. It's okay. But, you can sell me. Yeah. Um. But I was really looking forward to Rune Factory Five after dabbling a little bit in uh, Rune Factory Four, and holy shit, this is like therapy. The game. Oh. It really is. <laughs> like if you like uh, Blood, I feel like you and Isla, um, and Brandon, uh, did a good job of kind of articulating the joys of Animal Crossing and how, like, you really, you don't have, it, it doesn't take up the same headspace as other games, right? It's not something yeah. mm-hmm. that you're trying to beat. It's not something that you're you're constantly obsessing over. It's just something that you sort of find a rhythm in and, like, let yourself sink into it. Um, and that is exactly Rune Factory 5. And so I'm sure a lot of people are not familiar with this game, so to kind of get them up to speed, um, it is a... Farming slash town simulator slash action RPG, all in one. Uh, And you kind of do all of those things uh, throughout the course of a week. And you have, everything is governed by time uh, and seasons and and holidays and and all that sort of stuff. Um, And each day, right, like you're you're paying attention to um, things like, Oh, like when do the shops open or when is this person going to be over here? And like everybody has their own routine and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but the reason that I like it so much is a its attitude. It is sometimes I think you can do a friendly attitude or 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 a cutesy attitude and it can feel insincere or it can feel like it's it's trying too yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's actually very, very difficult to be constantly charming and likable and feel very genuine. Um, and I think that that's something that Rune Factory 5 does really, really well. And, like, all of these characters have, like, quirks about them, right? So one of the carpenters is, like, 
he's like insane, right? Like he has a little bit of insanity in him where he's like, I want to renovate the whole town, but, and I wanted to like make secret changes to houses and I'm worried that they're going to grab the pitchforks and run me out. Right. And so he's, he's a little bit crazy, but then you also have, you know, just like this cute pink haired girl. That's a bookworm or this more tomboyish, uh, girl that like is, is in the medicine shop and the game does a really good job of letting itself breathe and giving you a ton to do, right? So if you want to just go out into the field and hunt a wanted monster, you can just go and do that, and you can spend hours and hours and hours of in-game time. And in-game time moves very, very quickly just looking for that monster and then be like, oh, man, that was my whole day. Or you can really focus on tightening up your farm, and your farm has so much utility to it, right, where... Not only uh, is it a great way to make money, and there's so many things that you can spend money on, like that's your primary source of income, I feel like, but also you can use it for things like cooking, and then that's a whole different thing that, that, that gives you like utility. When you're out there in the dungeons, it can help you recover your health and your RP, which you use for various actions. And so everything kind of feeds back in on each other, but I feel like the pacing of it is so strong where it's like, okay, this day you're going to learn how to cook, and that's the thing that we're going to give you. The next day, you're going to learn... Uh, we're going to give you a goal of harvesting, like, way more turnips than you've ever harvested. And just day by day, um, you'll get all that stuff. And all that stuff... You don't have to do any of it. There's, like, this brilliant, free-form nature to it where I feel like whatever type of player you are... Like, I'm, I'm realizing, like, some of my obsessive tendencies are coming out where it's like... Oh no, like I have one plot on my farm that isn't seeded. Better go to the store, get some seeds, make sure that like <laughs> everything is seeded, right? I think if you have kind of those OCD tendencies, this game is perfect for you. I feel like um, if you just want to get to know the characters, if you really care about characters in a game, and like that's a big reason why you love JRPGs. Um, it does a great job of highlighting them. So you you build up your relationship just by talking to them throughout the day, but all the time, they'll just have these little scenes, right? And sometimes they'll be kind of comedic, like, oh, no, ghosts are haunting the inn, and it turns out it was just two little kids. Uh, but other times, you'll learn more about a, a character's backstory, right? And it, I feel like it's constantly shifting and rotating to kind of make everybody in the town uh, feel important and special uh, and unique. You know, and it, like, these are people that you all really get to know. Um, and you're not going to like all of them equally, but uh, I think they're pretty strong. I have some questions. Yes, please. Okay, so Cut you're talking off. about one thing I've noticed is I, I've just lately in games mm -hmm. this feeling of you start the game and it feels like you're in a tutorial for a very long time. Sure. Now yeah. it sounds like there's a lot to learn in this game. Yes. Does it feel like that to you where you're like, I'm kind of like I'm in this tutorial state. I have no problem with tutorial, but like the sense of feeling like I'm locked into this for a while, yes. and it doesn't feel like I'm actually playing the game. Brad, that is such a brilliant, like, that's the best opening question you could have asked, <laughs> because you're making me realize, because part of the reason I bounced off of Rune Factory 4 initially is, oh my god, this is so slow. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it's just like, the setup is too long, and you just don't have access to things. That is absolutely the case here. Okay. Um, but I think I... I had braced myself for it because mm -hmm. I had experience with it in another game. But yeah, I actually think that that's something that would push a lot of people away because yeah. it takes a long time. I, was, to yeah, get I mean, I don't going. think it's like maybe necessarily unwarranted because it yeah. does sound like there's a lot to the game. Yeah, for sure. I just love when somehow a game manages to find that fine line between that. Like yeah. it's, it's obviously super hard to do, mm -hmm. but it's like, do you, do you feel it? Do you really feel like, 
Well, let's get through this so I can feel like I'm playing the game. For sure. I think you feel that both in terms of, um, like, character building and mechanics. And so, like, a good example is I talked about RP and how uh, a lot of actions are, are governed to your RP. At the beginning, it feels like you do, like, three things yeah. and your RP's out. And you're like, come on. Like, I just want to till my right. field or water my seeds. Like, I feel like, you know, like, I'm I'm kind of prohibited from really engaging this in, 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 a, in a full and enthusiastic mm-hmm. way. And they do, they just want you to take it slow. Yeah, but it also course. does the thing of like, and Stardew Valley does this as well, and I, I don't like this, when they're like, go talk to everybody in town. And uh, you're like, that, like, I get it. You're just trying to get me to know everybody, but there's something about like making it a task. Right. And like, being just forced you... to do it. Right. That, that it, it loses that organic feeling, right? Right. You, right where you want to, like talk to somebody because you like them or you're excited yeah. to hear what they have to say. And so, yeah, it absolutely is super slow. Um, and the beginning is, is not the most fun. Like okay. it's, it's not, you have, you really have to be patient yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, the only thing that I could maybe say in its defense is I feel like it's pretty upfront with, Hey bro, like, this ain't a fast game. Like we, you know, you if you're here, just yeah. kind of let yourself. Yeah, I slide guess if they make it. it pretty clear early on, like yeah. yo, this is what you're getting into. But yeah, it's it's slow for uh, sure. Good other question. aspect that interested me. So mm-hmm. talk about town building. I like this stuff. Yes. It like I I always think back to like I love Dark Cloud because I mm-hmm. love building this town. Even though you're just like placing stuff mostly. Yeah. And I love even if it was stupid in Bravely Default, the first one like building up this town, yeah. like, mobile style, and Nino Kuni too, the town. Mm-hmm. Does it feel satisfying that, like building this town? You get some benefit out of it, maybe like a passive or something like that. You harvest faster or something like that, or like now you have access to this. Yeah. So I'll give you um, going back to that word organic. I'll give you. Um, Something that happened to me organically in the game, and it was so satisfying because of the way that it unfolded. Um, and so I have this delivery quest uh, where this guy's like, bring me a squid. And I was like, I've been fishing for days. I've been fishing <laughs> so much, and I just can't find a squid. This is so annoying. So I go to the carpenter, and there's all of these different things that you can renovate, right? You want to renovate the blacksmith, you can do that. You can get more... Uh, items in stock or, like, the place where you get medicine, you can get more items in stock, or you can modify your own home so mm-hmm. you can put more stuff in your room, which is obviously cool and useful. Uh, but then it, s- it said something, and it was like, expand the general store, also now they'll sell fish, right? That's and it nice. didn't tell me oh, right. they're going to have squid, Yeah. but I was like, I kind of want to take a chance because yeah. I want to complete this quest. And so I invested, you know, mm-hmm. a fair bit, at least of where I'm at in the game, a fair bit of resources to renovate this general store at the, the cost of other things to complete this quest. Sure enough, I go in there, they have there squid. Um, now, granted, I didn't have the 400 uh, gold or whatever it is mm-hmm. to pay for it because I out of the renovation, but it was such a satisfying moment yeah, to be like, this like, is something that's cool. that I care about and I could take agency over. Uh, I really like that. Sorry, last question. Yeah. I'll let Blubber talk to you. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no. Keep him coming. Please. Um, so, just based off what you're telling me, and I know you probably haven't had a ton of experience with this game yet. It's it's weird because I feel like I, I don't know how long it is exactly. Right. Uh, my sense is that I've sunk in a decent number of hours, but I feel like the the road ahead is still so long, right. so it's kind of hard to gauge. But, like, what yeah. I'm getting at is um, 
it seems like there's a lot you could do in this game. Yeah. You're saying like combat, town building, you know, farming. Yes. There's a lot in this game. Yeah. Does everything you do feel super kind of shallow or do you feel like there's enough depth to everything to keep it interesting? Like keep I, I every is, individual activity. I think it is because of the way everything feeds into each other is what makes it interesting, right? If this was just a farming game, I don't think I don't think I would stick with it. If this was just a let's make the town better game, I don't think I would stick mm-hmm. with it. Like as an action RPG, it's super simple. Like a lot of the fights, it's just like, okay, I'm just running up and mashing the attack button, getting through it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think any of those things are great on their own, but that's really not the point. Right. It's like you going out and exploring in a dungeon, finding things, and then being like, oh, like, I can eat this, or I can plant this, or I can do something. Like, it, it's it's encountering something, and then that making you want to explore another avenue. Yeah, game, it's, and so on and so it sounds forth. like this kind of, like, synergy between everything yeah. connecting in some meaningful way. Some cool, Definitely. like, little way, at least. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think about uh, maybe a good example here is um, Animal Crossing. Like, mm-hmm. if all you could do in Animal Crossing is fish... That would be pretty lame. It's more of a coming together. Yeah, yeah. Not that not that fishing is is bad, but I'm saying if that was the all encompassing right, part yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of Animal okay. Crossing, cool, uh, it wouldn't be great. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, with, with stuff like the the farming though, and you're talking about like being able to like invest in the parts that you like more. Yeah. Like how like like how uh, forgiving like is that farming aspect? You're like having to like go around and like water every like square like an old harvest moon games <laughs> like every um, single day or your, or your crops will all die off or yeah is there or do they like let you like let that sit there and do what what you want for a bit yeah that's you can totally ignore your farm but there there are a lot of elements to it right and so like you got to put fertilizer in the fertilizer bin to make sure that you know that your soil stays good, right? Um, and you're talking about the watering, right? So, uh, you, imagine your your field is this giant square, and then within that square, it's a grid, right? There's a bunch yeah. of little squares within it. So, what you can do is, yes, you go around and you water each square, but you don't have to like line it up. It's like, okay, I'm in this row, I'm just gonna mash B, and it's like boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, there is a monotony to it. There is. Um, uh, an effort to it, but it's not like so much where it's like, oh, I hate doing this. And also, like just in my session today, it rained twice, and so oh, it's like, nice, yeah, oh, yeah. two of those days, I just don't have to water because it rained, right? And so you um, have things like that um, that kind of circumvent it. There's also other things, right? So your your different crops take different amount of time to grow, right? And so you can have like special chemicals that you put on them to make them grow faster or if you uh use a sickle you can like cut the plant and you get higher level seeds which will give you better quality right but you don't get to harvest the thing you have to replant it um so th- there's there's a lot that goes into it but i feel like they guide you through it so step by step that it's kind of impossible to get lost or there's like so much to do that you can kind of just come back to it. Like I was looking for a wanted monster because it was like it was it's in this southern region and I just couldn't find it. I just couldn't find it. I just couldn't find it. Uh, and then eventually it's like, oh, here it is. And then there was another one where it was like, oh, this is way higher level. Like I just cannot deal with this right now. This thing is killing me in like two hits. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'll come back to that later. But that is a feeling, and I think El- it's so weird to compare Rune Factory 5 to Elden Ring because they are, <laughs> they are not the same games, but as a player, that is, some- that is a feeling that I really value. 
I don't want everything to feel safe all the time. To me, it's a real adventure when you can dart off in a direction, you can chase after something, and the game pushes back, the game says no. And I had that here where it was like, man, I just spent like two hours just exploring the world and running away from high-level monsters, and that was so cool. And like, I just, I feel like I understand this place better. Now I know I'm going to come back when I'm higher level, when I have better gear. So now I'm going to focus on the town. And it felt like I'm truly carving my own way through this, right? Mm. Like I bet a bunch of other people maybe didn't have those wild adventures that I had. Um, and they played the game really differently. And I, I, I love that sense of freedom. Cool. Yeah. It, it's funny because I'm just like, I'm just like imagining this picture in my head of like being in Elden Ring and like, Tilling the ground and like trying yeah. to make a plot of land, and then just some giant skeletal hand bursts out and crushes you yeah, and, yeah. and smashes you up. against a rock yeah. or something. That would yeah. be sick, bud. No, it's 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 a really cool game. It's the frame rate's terrible. What are you playing this on? The Switch. Switch uh, it's only on Switch I don't right now, think. Right? Yeah, oh, I don't okay. think it's on PC yet, which is Ooh. a shame. Uh, the frame rate's not great. The loading times are not great. It looks. Like a PS3 game at best. Oh. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where all of these things are true, right? And I certainly don't think that this is a game for everybody, mm -hmm. but it's such a weird little gem of a game where you can, you can just feel the passion. Like it, like this, this, this labor of love that I, I feel like is providing this really cool thing. Mm -hmm. Like there was another moment where... Um, there were these two girls, and they were like, oh, man, like, we were helping out the seed organization that you were a part of, where you and you kind of go and protect the town, basically. You're like a town ranger uh, is essentially what your job is. But you've been doing such a good job that we don't really need to do that anymore. So, like, where should we get part-time jobs at? <laughs> um, and you can be like, well, you should go to the bakery, and you should go to the general store, right? And... Then you go, you go into the general store, and there's the person that you said that to. And right, and so it's like, wow, what a great, like, sense of passage of time, right? Where it was like, I've been growing up as an adventurer. The characters in the game are acknowledging that. And then my own growth is like putting, like, it's, it's affecting their day to day yeah. life in like a cool way. Cool. You know, and it's like, it's such a small moment, but I, I really think it, it, it is what kind of elevates yeah, I mean, other things. Little things like that help a, can go a long way. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Brian, I'm so glad you asked this low question though, because like if anybody is curious about this, I do think, unfortunately, you know, and I'm not saying this is a point of defense. It's a game that you you really have to kind of put in the time, put in the time, and and, and be patient with. It's not something mm -hmm. that I think you're gonna mm -hmm. turn on and fall in love with right away. Um, for sure. Good stuff. Good questions. Uh, Bloodworth. Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't get to talk about this on Frame Trapper. Maybe I did. But I'm really glad that you were bringing this game because I love this game. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, that yeah. came out before Easy Allies. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's crazy because it's still such a good-looking game. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely been one of the takeaways. It's like, this game looks good for being like seven years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean... We went and saw the Batman, and then, like, on a previous frame trap, you were asking us about our favorite Batman, and it was like, I think it's Conroy. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. It, it yeah, like, it is. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and I put it up on a, a blood-packed poll, and I got voted for, and so I, I started. And on the stream, it was weird. Like, I had streamer brain, 
You know, like you, when you like when you're streaming something and just like no matter oh, what you, you do, like the yeah. game just doesn't click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, all yeah. The time. yeah. <laughs> no, I. It's so infuriating because like no one is ever gonna believe you, right? Because all they see is you streaming. But there are times where I play games on stream, and it's like I swear to you, I know. For a fact, I'm better at this game than what I'm. Yeah, showing. your yeah. your your skill and yeah. just like idea of figuring things out drops like by twenty percent. It's like it is. It's a twenty percent hit. It's yeah, like a, yeah. It's, it's like a streamer <laughs> tax. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but but since then, yeah, I've been I've been playing a lot of this. I'm I'm almost done. I have like fifty riddles left, and then I'll be done. With oh, hundred percent. Nice. Wow. But I mean, but see, that's the, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, this is a, a common complaint, right? Is all the retro trophies. Oh, I but it's just those. so it's so annoying that like that's what the end of this game is, <laughs> because I feel like it it goes so long, it lets you forget how good the the rest of the game, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And so like that ends up being your takeaway is like, oh, I'm so glad this is over, mm-hmm. kind of a feeling. Uh, and also because like, it's not like a normal like open world game where like this feels optional. In Batman Arkham Knight, it feels like you have to do this to see the end of the game. Sure. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, actually it's not really like, annoying. It's not yeah. like credits roll and here's the bonus chapter. It's like, no, this the conclusion hasn't come yet until mm. you beat Riddler. Yeah. No, it, it it the way that it structures it is like you beat the story and then it like gives you like this wheel of activities and they're like, okay, beat this to like see the end. And then I feel like I did that and they were like, actually, there's still even more that you need to do to see the end end and like at that point i was just like i'm just whatever the tiny bit is that you have i'm just gonna look like it just yeah, that, yeah. It, it felt yeah, like yeah. it was dragging it out so much yeah. right uh, and i was keeping was... up with like most of that other stuff like the watchtowers yeah. and the mines yeah. and all of that kind of stuff like that wasn't bugging me so much and like even like the riddler trophies on their own aren't that bad it's just like there's 240 mm-hmm. something of them yeah mm-hmm. for sure and it's like you could have cut out at least yeah right <laughs> It's funny, and, and Blood, because uh, you're definitely going into the negatives, uh, and, and correct me if you feel differently, but I feel like Batman Arkham Knight is definitely one of those games that's very easy to complain about, where it's like, it's easy to recognize, like, oh, I wish this was different, or this got on my nerves, or whatever. Like, people commonly refer to there being too much Batmobile, mm-hmm. or um, the, the Arkham Knight reveal, mm-hmm. and I, I think all of those things are true to some extent, but going through the game... It's really important to recognize how much it gets right. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean that on every level. Like, yeah. I mean that in the combat. I mean that in exploration. I think some of the story moments are, like, awesomely abstract and really well told. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, spoiler warning or whatever, but, like, the, the Silent Hill aspect of this game... It's- Wild Joker is yeah. is just it's insane. Yeah, and I, and, it's I mean wild. it's literally insane. But it's it's really cool the way that they pull it off mm-hmm. um, and how it just messes with you the whole way through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I and I just I love you know again we talked about the actors and the fact that they went with those animated series actors just makes it feel so good and so authentic. But it's also those lines are really well written. Yeah, you know like the Joker lines that are in there. It's just mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Him just like just pushing the buttons so well, mm-hmm. um, and then when you get like the uh, like you get the other uh, villains into lock up, and he like has a little commentary on every one oh of them. Oh my and god! Stuff. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, G- and yeah, just the GCPD, yeah, just the, the GCPD the detail and and, yes. and the density of that building is so cool. Yeah, yeah you were you were touching on like 
one of the things that that Rocksteady is is like some of the best in the industry at, and I, I feel like a lot of times when people make licensed games, the way that they wire their brain is it's like we've got to include this reference, we've got to include this reference, but like it kind of ends at the reference where it's like, oh yes, I see that you did that thing. Obviously, the Arkham games have an, an, an ungodly amount of references, but it doesn't end there. They're like more concerned with being like. How are we going to make it feel like you exist in Gotham? And I think that that's what that, that detail yep. um, exhibits where, like, you it, – it's just like I just want to look around because everything you've put in here feels so cohesive and believable. Yeah. Um, and that, Well, that's where one of the things with the Riddler trophies kind of, like, gets under my skin a little bit because the ones where you actually, that actually are riddles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like go, f- you know, figure out what this cryptic thing means. And and there's one of them um, that was with it, it like it had like a little Solomon Grundy little room right, <laughs> and it was like you had to like go over this wall into this alley that nothing is in and and like follow music and open a door and 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 it's just like okay here's a little room with a like just like a like a like a little homage to Solomon Grundy. And like, and that was it. Like, it didn't feel like a real place. Sure, that's fair. And also, yeah. like, there were just, like, layers of city and buildings to search until you finally wrap your way to that spot. It was like, uh, this is it's a cool little right. Easter egg other than the fact that it took me, like, 15 minutes to figure out where it was. So so that I, I feel like the way you're describing Riddler Trophies is always where I start. I always start very enthusiastic about Riddler Trophies whenever I sit down and play Batman. And there are really cool moments where that you can have them, where like you see one and it's like, oh, how do I get there? And then you finally piece your way together. And then you have the ones where it's like, what are you even talking about? And like you just spend so much time and it just completely holds momentum. I feel like every time I sit down to play Batman, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all the Riddler Trophies, and I just get burned out. Yeah, they always do yeah. too many. yeah. Like, I, I want to, but I, I just, yeah. I hit this wall. Yeah. Uh, Blood, I have a few questions for you. Yeah. So, I haven't played this game since it came out, so it's been a long time. I liked the Batmobile in the game. I thought it was fun. But I do remember a lot of fights against drones, yeah. which got real repetitive real quick. How are they feeling this time? Yeah, I, I'd say that's the main thing. The the, okay. the, the the little tank battles yeah. just go on yeah. too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The rest of the Batmobile stuff, like, it, you know, it's fine. Mm. It's cool. Like, I like yeah, the bits where, like, like, zipping around yeah, the tunnels or, yeah. like, doing platforming and stuff with the winch. So I, some of my favorite Riddler stuff is the Batmobile Riddler stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff is really, really fun. Yeah. Um, also, so they there's, like, a lore reason for it, but the, the city of Gotham is, like, pretty much empty. There's no citizens. And I'm, like... It's so I, funny because, like, I know Jones has complained about that forever. Yeah. And it's like, I know, okay, so they're not, like, civilians walking around, but there are actually a lot of people on the streets, like, rioting or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, they're all bad guys. I just, yeah, yeah, I think about, like, now we live in an age with, like, Spider-Man, you know, and you're in New York City, and it's super crowded and feels, like, alive. How does, does Gotham feel alive to you still? Like, I feel like in every Batman Arkham game, it's very much, like, locked down every single time. Mm -hmm. Do you think... It suffers from that. I was kind of, I was kind of like really hoping, like I always wanted that Batman fantasy of like stopping some guy in an alley trying to rob someone, like mm-hmm. beating up some thug, you know, and saving someone. But we like never really get that in this game. Do you feel like it's still fine without all that? Without it's not that? something that's really bothered me. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, because it, it, like I said, like there's enough 
crowds there and like, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, of course they're all enemies. And I, it would be cool to have those moments like Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess because uh, it was... But the, it is, yeah, it didn't really bug me too it's much. It's the fourth Batman, like, Arkham game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still, like, I don't know, like, it. maybe it's like an unfair criticism of mine, but I'm like, I think I was just disappointed when we got to that point, you know, like, I've done, this is the fourth Batman Arkham game and I still don't have that, like, proper Batman on the prowl hunting people. I get where you're, I get where you're coming from. I totally do. I do I, I think Rocksteady does kind of alleviate that a little bit where not only do you get a lot of criminal chatter, but like it's criminal chatter that evolves over time. Yeah. Where like you'll go and you'll do an event in the game and they'll be like, holy shit, did you mm-hmm. see what he did at this place, right? And so I think they, they try to make it feel uh, like Yeah, reactive. that's really cool when they talk about, like, you as yeah. Batman. Yeah. Anyway. That's cool, yeah. And and this might be a little bit of, like, They make fun of the cannon. villains, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might be a little bit of, like, a headcanon defense, but I think about Spider-Man and, like, Spider-Man loves people, right? Like, he does, he you're to- right. He would totally would. go and, like, mess around and crack some jokes. I feel like even if there were a bunch of people around, Batman would only be listening to the Critical Mills mm-hmm. anyway. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, think, I feel like he's just so. I think because it would just help make Gotham I get City what you mean. feel like a yeah. re- like a living place more. Yeah. I guess. I, I definitely think that comes into kind of going back to what Blub was saying, where like yeah, it's like empty, and then you see these like green and pink trophies just there, where it's yeah. like I, I I think you're um you're like movie set kind of feeling mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is, is justifiable in some way for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, let's those. I think the, the gadgets take a little bit more of a backseat mm. on this. And what I thought was really funny is like the, the, the freeze gadget. Like I didn't get until I basically had finished the game mm. because I just never noticed it because just sitting on a random table, it, it's <laughs> totally optional. It's I only didn't there play for it that long ago. And I do not even remember this gadget. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really only used for like Riddler stuff. Mm. Uh, and so it's just, it's funny. And, and I think this, like even the line launcher, there's like only a couple of times, like in the main story when you really need to use it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, yeah, I just feel like a lot of those things, just, they didn't feel that useful. Like, like a lot of the times, even in combat scenarios, they don't always seem to come up that u- to be that useful. It's, yeah. it's like, well, I guess I can, you know, hack this guy's drone, but nothing else. Like, I don't really have an opportunity to use these things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, except for like when I build up a combo meter and then I, you know, I can stun a bunch of people or something. But, but still, like really. Yeah, like I said, like really enjoy going through the story of it. Really enjoy, um, really do enjoy like those moments, like when you do manage to, like figure out like a whole stealth section and, yeah. and pull it off quietly. Oh, that was actually something I was like one of those things up. where like yeah, yeah. Spider Man clearly copied. This. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> like one hundred percent. I feel like I'd have to go back and and really play through the games back to back to back to to say this definitively. But honestly, I feel like. Some of the stealth combat puzzles in Arkham Knight are like the best in the whole series, mm-hmm. um, and like if if something like a, a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta is, in my opinion, like best in class when it comes to action combat, I feel like Batman. The more I play the Batman games, the more respect I have for what they're doing, where it doesn't require the same amount of dexterity or super precise timing as, as something like a, a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta. But the combat is so incredibly well designed where, like, you just, as you get further into the game, and it's like, okay, I have to worry about this guy with a knife, or I have to jump behind this guy to hit him, or this person is throwing mm-hmm. this thing. And it's just, it, it's it's like a rhythm game in the way that you get into it. And it feels so satisfying. Y- when yes. Clicks. So yeah. 
I actually really like the combat in these games. Yeah. I think they're underrated actually in the combat. I, like yes, and how great. well it incorporates not only you said like the knife guys, like the different types of enemies. Yeah. You are Batman. It's like incorporating your gadgets in combat so mm-hmm. like seamlessly and like honestly on the harder difficulties and like the no counter thing on them. It's mm-hmm. like it could be super challenging, especially like the challenge rooms. It's like, man, this game nails making you feel like Batman. Yeah. Like. It's incredible how well the combat is in this game, or and, these games. And even just, like, fundamental combat design decisions, I love how much, you know, your combo matters, where it's like, okay, yeah. you can only do these actions if you get to this point, and you have to make sure that you, like, use it at the right time or the right thing once you have that sort of combo meter to cash in, and then, like, going an extra step further, where it's like, okay, if you invest in this on the skill tree you can make the yeah. combo count lower to do this. And it's things. like, it's so smart. Yeah. Getting like getting that combo meter, but like, or the number up, it like gives me this like arcade high score feeling yeah. that I like just love. Yes. And not only is it that, it's like, it rewards you in a gameplay way. Yeah. It's so sick. Brad, you, you are absolutely nailing it. And, and why I feel like I, I, when people ask us like, who do you think is, uh, doesn't get enough love in the gaming industry? It's always UI people. It's always UI people. It's always UI people. Um, because, the way the combo meter in Batman, like it, like shakes yeah. and like, <laughs> like it it, 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 just the animation of it makes itself feel so exciting, mm-hmm. and you feel so cool for mm-hmm. getting that that number higher. And just the sound design of the punches are it is incredible. Yeah, it's so good. are amazing. <laughs> uh, the way the counters look, like that bright blue over the head, like everything mm-hmm. is just. Really, and really. Batman's like his animations are super sick too. They're incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Um, and then the, one of the other things I really like is just the the way they bring in the other characters. Mm-hmm. You know, when you oh, have like the Bat Family people or like Catwoman and yeah. Robin and Nightwing in there. You know, yeah. and and that's another thing. Like they bring that into the the combo system mm-hmm. too. To where yeah. it's like, oh my god, a certain yeah. point, like just hit that button and then like yeah, you do this so dual attack, dual attack with them. Yeah, yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> Damn, now I want to replay this. Yeah, and then you end it. You know, you and then you end that attack by being the other character. Yeah, and so it's you just really kind cool. of swap back and forth between them in a really it's seamless really, way. Really hyped for Suicide Squad. Yeah, it. It makes me a little bit nervous about Gotham Knights because, honestly, Gotham Knights is one of the games I'm anticipating the most this year just because... Those, that's the one that did uh, Origins, right? The yeah. Same team? Yeah. yeah. Which is underrated and also very, very good. Um, and so, like, they've, they've definitely proven themselves, but I just... I have so much respect for the Batman games, and I feel like just over time that respect has only grown and grown and grown and grown that I hope they don't lose what makes those games special. And I, I do think... They're going to be going into some, like, rough comparisons going Yes. In, you know. I think them doing, like, the angle's different this time around, you For know? Sure. And I think that's a yeah. smart idea. Like, yeah. I like Origins. I did not like it as much as the other ones, though. Sure. Like, I have more problems with that game. But, like, it feels like they're doing something a little more different now instead of just, like, yeah. we're going to, like, try to copy the same thing. Like, we're going to do a different approach now. So I think it's a smart idea. Mm-hmm. And it's also been a long time. So. Yeah. I think... I th- I'm, like, pretty comfy with them doing this. Yeah, I mean, the Court of Owl stuff could be just so incredibly sick. Like, that's such a good angle yeah, to take. Yeah, it, it um, is. It's a really cool angle. Yeah, I did. I played through Origins the first time, like, two, three years ago, something like that. Oh, like, okay. Um, because I, it, it always seemed to me, like, ah, this you could skip this one. Like, that's how it always sure, felt. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like... 
Is it my favorite of the Arkham games? No, but I, I was it's still so impressed fun by and worth playing through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't gotten to Origins yet, so that'll yeah. be. Oh, okay. Make sure next you do the yeah. uh, Mr. Freeze DLC. Yeah. It's cool. For Origins or Night? For Origins. Okay. For Night, do the, the I think it's Batgirl. There, it's yeah. either Batgirl and Nightwinger. Batgirl. There's Batgirl. definitely a Batgirl yeah, one. Yeah, because yeah. said he wants to stream the DLC with me, but nice. he, didn't, yeah. he didn't elaborate beyond that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, Blood. So you're going through Arkham Knight. You're ju- you're just about to wrap it up. Do you think you'd want to jump into Origins right after that, or give it a breather? I've been back and forth on it. Mm. Yeah. It, what's funny is I thought I would just. Well, at first I thought I was gonna like go back and forth, like do a, a night of Batman and then a night of Elden Ring, and just like you know bounce oh. back and forth. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll just I'll just blast through Batman. And then it's like, no, it's been like a week later, and I haven't finished it yet. So it's that, that's <laughs> longer a, than I expected. I don't think you blast through anything, blood. Usually in video games, take your time, baby. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> the thing that has been hard for me with Elden Ring is I adore it, and I've been also trying to just like pick at it a little bit here and there. Elden Ring is not a game that lends itself to picking at nope. it. You either got to be all the way in yep. or all the way out. Yep. And that that's hard because I just haven't had the time to always be all the way in. And I want to be desperately. But, yeah, I feel like just in terms of, of difficulty and, and just really game sense, I think is a good way of saying it. Like, if you're going to play Elden Ring, like, you got to – you can't mess around. You got to commit to Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring is – pretty complicated game yeah and like remembering stuff oh, you know yeah. they're yeah. like i'm going here yeah. like quest line you come back two weeks later you're like what yeah you take a week off of Elden yeah. ring and you're like i have lost so yeah. much yeah. yeah for sure brad um one of the most unexpected picks <laughs> for a frame trap in, yeah. in a good while yeah uh but you've been feeling it which is pretty hype uh one piece world seeker you've been feeling one piece nice. not necessarily yes. one not piece world seeker yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just yeah they announced that new game coming up too. Yeah, yeah that, that, that I'm really hyped for blood. So it looks sick. It looks yeah, it sick. Yeah. I've, th- I've said this before though with One Piece games. Well, I'm always like, <laughs> it looks sick. World Seeker Especially looks sick. Like, yeah, yeah, World Seeker yeah, looks sick. Seems good too. It's, it's not. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I I got. I'm getting back in the One Piece. It's been nice. a long time. Nice, dude. I just oh, man, I love this series. It's incredible. It's just like. It's it's one of the greatest adventures of all time, I think. Well, just some of the the like emo- most emo- emotionally resonant yeah. moments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, feel- I'm feeding the One Piece, and I haven't really played any One Piece games, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, it's time to play some One Piece. So I I remembered this game, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. like open world One Piece that looks sick. I looked it up on PSN, sixty bucks, and I was like, holy shit. And Did you drop the no, sixty? Okay. No, listen, okay. Holy shit! There's also a season pass with like three different characters. That's thirty bucks. And I was like, okay, whoa. And I go, I'm gonna look. I look on Amazon, dude. Twenty bucks. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's where I was like, I'm never going digital only console ever because of stuff like this, where I can get yeah. deals. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never doing that ever. Yeah. Anyways, get the game, pop it in. I'm like, all right. One Piece, I'm like, anime game, you know? It's not going to be that great, okay? Yeah. It's like, whatever. I'm like, it's just stoked to play as the crew, you know, be Luffy. It Some aspects of it look so, really yeah, good. Some yeah, some aspects are cool. Like, visually, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this looks pretty nice. But open world One Piece game, super sick. But boy, 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 this game is pretty, pretty rough. And essentially of a playing and moving around feeling like, mm-hmm. man, do you not feel that smooth? And man, is there some, like... Because, like, man, you think about 
Luffy, you know? Yeah. All the abilities Luffy has, the combat, like the animations well, look really cool. Well, just the raw personality of Luffy. And Luffy, yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the com- like your attacks, it's all it's cool, like your animations, but like, man, actually playing this is, is pretty rough. Yeah. It's like square, square, square most of the time. Like you have a few things you could do in there, but it's like really base. It feels like a really old game when I'm fighting people. It feels yeah. really old. It's um, it's like having one of those meals where you're so excited about it and it tastes good, and then you're like hungry an hour later. Yeah, but it's like you're on this this like huge island. Which the island itself looks really cool, mm-hmm. and I like the island a lot. Right off the bat, dude, there's like barely any music, and mm-hmm. everything just feels there's mm-hmm. like no good like ambience really. And I'm like, yeah, this feels super weird and like empty and artificial. My my memory is definitely foggy of it because it's, it's been a while since I've played it. Um, but I, the the word that is like quickly bubbling to the surface is just bland. Yeah. Like in terms yeah. of just this just this repetition. Yep. Like there's just not being enough going on, and just like a game that you're excited about at the offset, and you reach a point where like I cannot play this anymore. Yeah, it's definitely like trying my patience of like yeah. I'm playing this just because I like One Piece now essentially like For if sure. it wasn't One Piece I wouldn't keep playing this game yeah but it's there's some cool spots like you can kind of like zip onto some things with Luffy like almost like a Spider-Man zip like mm-hmm. he stretches his arms and you can like climb something real quick or like fly yeah. into the air really far like yeah. that's really cool there's some like cool momentum stuff but like some of there's like a skill tree you got to get to, and also some of the more interesting things are like things I feel like I wish were just normal. You got to unlock a little a little glide. He like spins his feet like a helicopter a little to glide around. <laughs> like that's really cool. But I wish I like didn't have to lock it. It's not that big of a deal. But it's just rough, man. Yeah, this game is just rough, and I I like it. I like yeah. it cause I, I like One Piece, but I'm like. It's I could not recommend this game to someone unless you really like One Piece. Yeah, it feels like the 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 most basic of bones are there, but it just it needs, is it needs to be the built most upon. basic yeah. bones. But it feels like it needed more times. Like I I could see the vision yeah. with this game, which is frustrating, I guess, because it it is open world game and it's cool. There's like some cool things you can get, like side quests and like doing stuff with your crew. There's like a whole like like a persona kind of thing with people you could like mm. level up by doing stuff with them like I don't remember I'm like man that stuff's cool you yeah. have to go on a little ways and there's okay. some sick huge city that like hmm. it's really awesome but then there's like these really annoying snipers that can like literally track you through a wall uh-huh. you you could be on the other side man they they know where you are like, yeah and they just shoot you like they don't miss I'm like, if I play Crisis here right now like yeah. what's happening <laughs> it's just like damn there's so many cool ideas here but you just didn't execute well enough. Is it all on like one giant island? Or yeah, you it's all stuff? one giant okay. island so far. Uh, Brad, this conversation is definitely bringing to light, I think, a, an irrefutable truth. Like, anime fans are so easy to exploit. And I don't mean that as an insult to anime fans. I mean, it's, like, it's true. Deserve. Look yeah. at Jump Force, that no, game. Yeah. No, I like, Brad, like, within the last year, I reinstalled Jump Force just because I wanted you to. You damn get, fool. I know. They got us. You know, and, like, you the, the weird, like, Stockholm Syndrome you get with this stuff where you're like, yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah. And, like, uh, like, like, a good example, there's multiple examples, right? I played through both Attack on Titan games in their entirety. <laughs> and 
in comparison to other anime games, they're pretty good. But if you like really want to like, down. yeah, it's, it's like, like come on, they're like anime they're, games yeah. at a, like it's a, a different strong level. curve. I know, it's like Dragon Ball Fighters is like the shining example yeah, of an anime Fighters. game. <laughs> yeah, actually, some of those Naruto games on U- the Ubisoft one was cool. I played back Blood in the day. What was uh, Champions? Of oh, Ubisoft really? Naruto game I played the first one. It was cool. Like back in the day, I don't know how yeah. it is now. And there's a couple of the GameCube fighting game ones. Yeah. The other day, there was an announcement of a Maiden Abyss game. And I just, I love that first season of Made yeah. so much. I immediately was like, Blood, as soon as we can yeah. get code for this, I need it. It's probably going to be trash. Yeah, it's you like, know? I, want, I'm, I want that One Piece RPG. I'm going to yeah. play that shit. Yeah, like, I'm, absolutely. I'm it, it. <laughs> it looks sick. Yeah, it looks yeah. sick. Every time it looks yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Despite my qualms, though, Ben, with this game. I yeah. am happy to be in this world. This world is super great. I'm so glad that you the said char- that. Yeah. I, I, I love these characters and everything like mm-hmm. that. Sometimes it's like, that's all you need. Sometimes that's all I need. I don't need, I guess, a 10 out of 10. Like, yeah. Five out of six out of 10. Like, Absolutely. I will play this game. Yeah. And, like, I will be annoyed often at things and just be like, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I just love playing it. And I just love being in this world. For sure, dude. I... I completely get it um i know we had this conversation off camera but just to reiterate uh and i know you don't like muso games and i do like muso games so there's an imbalance there i was legitimately like pretty impressed so, with one piece pirate warriors 3 i was playing when from i was, what play- I've I was playing it. this game today okay yeah. world seekers yeah and i was like this game's not very good and i was yeah. thinking in my brain and i just remembered i'd hear you in my brain be yeah. like but the One Piece Pirate games are good. And I'm like, God, I'm so mad I don't like Muso games. I know, games. I know, I know. And I, they they definitely are, and you definitely probably will not like it, and so I shouldn't recommend it. But I, it was... If I could pick this game up for like 20 bucks, yeah. I'd probably do it. I wonder, I don't think I have a physical copy. Otherwise, I'd just... Dude, I got this game it. for 20 bucks. Maybe I can get that for 20 bucks. Oh, boy. As somebody who <laughs> gives Koei Tecmo more money than he should, more money than they fucking deserve. Yeah, every time. They... Do not like to discount Dynasty Warriors games. And it's like, come on, but you're selling fast food you never... at premium prices. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But you never know because, like, oh this God. game was 60 bucks on PSN. Yeah. And I got it for 20. True. I've been looking at digital storefronts. You're right. I should I should hunt physical. That's a good point. That's like, good sometimes point. I'm like, you know, I got the next day, essentially. And I was like, yeah. whatever. I'll just, I'll just get it here. I'll save 40 bucks. And I was like, and if Can you I... imagine if you spent $60 on that? Yes. Because, <laughs> okay, Ben, I'm playing this game, and I'm, like, still thinking about... No. I'm, like, at this, I'm at this crossroads, and I'm playing this game, and I'm going to be thinking this the whole time I'm playing this game. I'm, like, I'm going to be like, am I going to get that season pass? No! Dude, <laughs> wait, it's insane. Am You're, I gonna get this? Wait, when it comes to, like, anime and, and love for it, your brain just breaks. Like, in Jump Force, I was like... I don't know, should I get this DLC? Like, you know, it's like, like, this game is totally not worth it. The first one you play is Zoro. I'm like, yeah, I want to play as Zoro. Yeah. yeah. How am I not going to want to play as Zoro? But the problem is, everyone in the one. Why they charge you for playing as Zoro, huh? Ten bucks for one. Is it like another story chapter or you just put them in the main game? I think it's like a story thing, actually. Okay. Like, they have their own campaign. I don't remember who the other two characters, but it's like, pretty much every One Piece character, I'm like, yeah, I want to play as you. Like, every single person in this yeah. universe I want to well, play as. Well, I mean, as. you want to play as the whole Straw Hat crew. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, I'm getting suckered, but I love it. But I'm the worst person to give advice. I know! But, <laughs> it's like I'm talking to Amir when I talk to you about but, this shit. But sometimes, sometimes you just have to oh. let yourself make bad decisions and revel in it. 
please be good One Piece RPG. Please. I know, right? Right? Really, like, like, dude, if it is a seven, Ben, I will be so. If it's happy. a seven, it'll be a ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a ten on the anime yeah. scale. Yeah, <laughs> like Fighters doesn't count. Yeah, I, I really think Arc System Works would do incredible work. Of course with, they with would. One Piece. Yeah. Of course oh, they wow, would. Yeah. yeah, anything they would do would be any property. Man, they could do like Secret Life of Pets fighting game. It would probably be cool. Think about it, like a, a minions. Min- a min- I'm just gonna say minions. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gross. is making that that uh, Super Pets, whatever DC Super Pets game. If it ain't Arc System Works, I don't yeah. care though. Right. What's that multiverses? Yeah. Oh, oh, man, gosh, I don't. Give, yeah. I don't care about that game. At Yo, all. but you could be I Gandalf do... in it. Yeah, like but... I want to play Gandalf at least once. Yeah. What a ridiculous. There's some... Oh man, you Gandalf's know... not even the weirdest one. Arya Stark is Arya pretty Stark's weird. Yeah. Arya yeah. Stark is bad. Yeah. But like, dude, tag team Gandalf and like Batman, sick. <laughs> I I don't know what it is because like you 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 combine Marvel and Capcom and I'm like this is the sickest shit in the entire world. But there's just something that is like so unbelievable to me about like a Batman Gandalf crossover. Like my brain, my my heart wants to get there, but my brain can't. Well, and I don't know what it you is. You have Capcom. Who back in the day was like, in like the king of fighting games? Yes, the gods. The, the, gods, the gods making yes. an X Men game. Yeah, like back then they could make anything, and I'd be like, yeah, hundred percent, this can be sick. But it's like, whoever's making this fighting game, I have no idea. Man, if Street Fighter Six sucks, I think I Dude. might just be done with video games. Yeah. I, 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 I think that would be too Dude. much for me to Dude. take. Yeah, I think I, I think I might just pack it up. Like, I'm, dude, Capcom from like where they were in the fighting games. Like, yeah. they, they were fighting games. Yeah, they were. and it, But, like, in a weird way, and I know... It, Street Fighter V has gotten much better. I yes. know, like, you don't need to make that comment for the 10,000th time. But something that I am grateful for with Capcom not being as dominating is I do feel like it's let other games yeah. really like jump Arc into Like, System Works is a big name now. Yeah, like like... Not that, like, obviously Tekken was very popular before, but I feel like Tekken 7 got way more yeah, love as a way result. More, way like, more. I feel like Arc System Works has become a powerhouse yeah. in part They're because one of, the, of this. The SNK coming now. back, like, all that stuff is awesome to see. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, One Piece, so I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we know when that RPG is coming and who's making it? Uh, I just know Bandai Namco's publishing it. Yeah, I, I, it's this year, pretty sure, but. Um, <sighs> Because it's for the anniversary, thirtieth anniversary, right? I think it's twenty fifth, twenty fifth or thirty, somewhere, somewhere in there. Man, yeah. so many things that could be cool that they just like shit out to ride the wave. Like there were, I believe there was a One Punch Man game that came out that no probably one terrible. cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably terrible. Yeah, uh, the My Hero Academia. Oh, right. Anime games are just so not dull. good usually. Yeah, and it's like and it sucks because the material is so sick yeah. and there's so much potential. Yeah. Make but it right. Do make right, it right by the but fans. like you know, every time, maybe once in a while, you get you drag. That's the thing, fighters. though, is like like anime fans are so when the, when like when an anime fan gets really attached to a series, they become insane. Yeah. They will defend it to like their dying breath. Well, it's like right? near fans, the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's there's 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 other parallels I love you near. can Don't make. Get mad right, at me. And it's coming from a place of passion. <laughs> yeah, and when you love something that much, you're like. You're gonna put I'm up... mad that this is bad, yeah, but, but I need it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a drug. It's bad. Yeah. But I need it. Yeah. 
I mean, a heroin anime addict or something. Yes, it is. Anime is heroin. Yeah, anime is heroin. It's, it's at least as bad as yeah, heroin right. is to you right. on your life. soul. Yes, yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> spicy. All right, uh, speaking of spicy, let's get into the sizzle. Um, we were talking because we saw Sonic 2 over the weekend and had a wonderful... We did. We had a good time. Spoiler mode. Um, I was reading through the comments of that spoiler mode and everybody was like, Man, you guys were so harsh in the movie. And it was like, yeah, but I feel like I spent most of that spoiler mode like laughing. You know? Yeah, like, we had good a good faith. time. Yeah. I don't think it's a great movie. No. But we had a good time. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we were talking about the Knuckles spinoff, and, and that got me thinking, if there could be any TV show about any video game character, who would you want it to be? Any video game character? Yeah. I don't know if this is the best trace, so it just popped in my head is Kiryu. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it's just like he's one of the sickest characters of all time. I would just watch an entire like season of his life as a taxi driver. Yes, and just an episode. It would every be episode so, is just him like dealing with. It'd the new be client. so good, yeah. so good. I'm hoping they make an anime of Yakuza. It's like who doesn't like Kiryu? No, please no, tell me. I, I don't. I don't. I find it. I think it's literally impossible if you play these games li- not to like Kiryu. I think it is literally. I have never, I have never seen that comment. In my, I've seen people that don't like Yakuza. I have never been any, anyone say like I don't like Kiryu's character. Yeah, he, he radiates awesomeness on every level. Yeah. He's he's a perfect human. Yes, he is the best. He's the best art, and he's fictional. Yeah. He's, a, he's an ideal man. <laughs> Kiryu is a great answer. Blood, you got anybody? Uh, oh, it's weird when you say like a specific character. So I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Garrus from Mass Effect. Oh, that's a good one. Cool. You could do a lot of I cool Mass Effect I think somebody might shows. be doing a Mass Effect thing that hasn't happened yet, but I don't know for sure. Blood, that was a great answer. It was a very, very, very good answer. But yeah, that guy's got history. Sure does. Joke answer. Yeah. Knack. The thing is, is like I don't even think I could bring myself to watch Knack for the memes. No, you couldn't. I couldn't. No one could. I don't think I could. No do one it. could. I don't think I could do the it. Fr- the problem is, is Knack is already trying to be like a, a kid's cartoon, and just like just failing at it. <laughs> Knack Two is better though. I heard. I didn't even play it when when yeah, you guys I mean, it. Bad. I, I feel like I feel, like I feel like Huber gaslights me with Knack Two. Huber, where, dude, like, Huber does that with like everything. If you don't like something he likes, like is Knack Two better? Yes, I. D- <laughs> but like to the point where I think it's like defendable. No, no. It's but it's one of those things where it's like I think it's like. Yeah, the gameplay of Knack 2 is better. Like, the story is, like, maybe, like, 0.2 better. Yes! Yeah. Thank you! I feel like, I feel like I'm talking to, to reason. That stream, I've never, like, lost my mind or more in a stream. Oh, I, I feel like I was going to say. More so than Darkened Sky. Yeah. I got a good answer, actually. I think yeah. this could be cool. Yeah. So they kind of teased, messed around with this. They announced something like this a long time ago. It never happened, okay? I think a Sly Cooper, like, cartoon could be really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a heist. Oh my god, yeah. Like so, just every so episode good. or two part episodes is like a heist or right, something. Right, that could be amazing. Yeah, that'd be so you fun. You get the right studio behind yeah. it for sure. Um, I feel like I've said this a lot on the show, but it's still true. I I was really blown away with what 
they did to Castlevania and how they they sort of took this material from a game that really doesn't have much of a story and and really went in on it and like so many classic properties uh, you could do that with like I would love to see like a fun but with a good story Metal Slug series like how mm. sick would yeah, that man. be yeah. just with awesome animation yeah. or like Ninja Gaiden I feel like you could do really well oh my god yeah Ninja Gaiden yeah oh yeah you got ninjas man you got demons in there yeah you you put it on a streaming service. Ryu's you let cool. the violence fly. Yeah, Ryu's yeah. cool. Hey man, I I read the novelization of Ninja Gaiden. What the on hell? The man? NES game. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I didn't even sick. know that was a thing. Holy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. They had a whole series of books back then called Worlds of Power, and so they had Ninja Gaiden, Castlevania Two, Mega Man Two, had a bunch of them. Wow, that's awesome, blood. Dang, <laughs> I would love to read the Mega Man Two one. Yeah, Holy and they're shit. like real, real quick reads. Like yeah. something like if yeah, you picked sure. it up now, you'd probably get through in like two hours. Um, this sizzle that was a fun sizzle. This sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful shout out tier patrons. Um, if you would like to find out more, go to Easy Allies or go patreon.com slash Easy Allies, and you can be shouted out on all of our various shows. Um, so we got quite a few names here, but in honor of the Kingdom Hearts Four announcement, give me your best Kingdom Hearts Four voice once I'm done with all of these. So, shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, Raymond Wheeler III, Zot One Doot, Anna Croth, and Jabba Wobbs. Shout out! No shout out, Sora. That was supposed to be <laughs> Donald, but yeah. I don't know what came Donald's out. Donald's a very hard voice <laughs> yeah. to do. Shout out, go up. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Was that, that was good. good. That was good, bud. Natural Goofy. Uh, Brad, yeah. I'm so glad you're on this episode so I can talk to you about this game in particular. Oh, okay. My Gundam brethren. I... Oh, yeah. You started this the other day. Yeah. I was not expecting much from Gundam Evolution. How could you? How could you? Even when you were playing it, I, I mentioned this in chat, but it looked, the, the visuals, the parts of that game... Looks like the the like dummy game that comes with Unreal Engine. 5 no, it does. That they it, does. It, it does. It does. It. You. I think. A. There, there are two caveats. A. You have to like Gundam on some level, and B. You have to play it because I think just looking at this game, you don't get why it's special. You can't uh, because <laughs> it has it, it. Like I have everything on Ultra. Okay. It's not a good looking game. Oh, it's no, just no, not. No, no. It no, runs fantastically. You're talking about things that look like PS3 games. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about things that look like PS3 games. <laughs> it looks like like a like a like a as you said like an engine demo for something. And the the, the visually, the stages like there might as well just be one stage because they're all just like gray or brown blobs of nothingness. <laughs> they have There's no a red life. stripe now and then. Yeah, but like they they truly the stages have no soul at all like Ooh. it's just they're like no are you is there like a sick colony or anything like that so like in fighting games people play on the training stage yeah. competitively oh, you because like there's not a, like a training it's, stage it's, it's it's like every stage might as well be the training it's like stage. A, just it's like a like, warehouse it, yeah it's like just every, like, everything ugh. everything is like that ugh. um okay but keep in mind i adore this game and I did not expect to because, like, all of these things that I'm saying, I feel like they're true. And also, it is just an Overwatch call. It just yeah, is. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. You can't get around it where uh, essentially every mobile suit that you pick is a class uh, and you do it. And so, again, 
it seems like the stack is 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 the deck is stacked against this game, but I think the way that they designed the mobile suits and the pace of this game is absolutely phenomenal in a way that like I did not it, expect you to say phenomenal, phenomenal for an anime game. Right. And so it it We just talked about this though. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is a little bit different where like I feel like I can ju- the things that it does well, I feel like I can judge it not just in in the anime game bubble. I think the mobile suit design is is absolutely phenomenal where every single like so many of the mobile suits that I'll play and I went out of my way to play every single one mm-hmm. not just stick to one that I like. I'm like, "Oh, like I can clearly see what the strengths and weaknesses are of this character and how different they feel in comparison to everything else, right?" And so you'll get in one mobile suit where you are really good at hit and run tactics where you can get in, shoot them, turn into a, like a little flowing turret and fly away. Cool. Um, you can have an incendiary great grenade that like doesn't do a ton of damage on its own, but is really good at like creating choke points or like covering escape or something. And so it's just like just in this one character, there's so much to master, like when to retreat, when to do your charge shot that's hard to hit with. It mm-hmm. has a cooldown. When to throw that cr- grenade, like what is the right opportunity? But none of and it's just like Overwatch, right? I think a lot of these strengths can be applied to yeah. admittedly Overwatch's excellent design where there is enough going on with these characters but you can understand them yeah. within a couple of You minutes. got like two yeah. moves or two yeah. or three things and it's like yeah you can yeah you get it like you, you understand it. Yeah. but it's like you really don't get it yes. until you it, start playing. That's exactly what it is Brad and like the RX-78 is a great example of this um, where the RX-78 can put up its shield and absorb a really healthy amount of damage. Uh, you have your beam rifle, which only has seven shots or, or like, seven ammo, basically. Yeah. It does a lot of damage, has great range, but is something that, like, you can't just mindlessly shoot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, run well, out of have, have the to beam reload. saber with it? You don't have the beam saber, but you do have this this, this hyper hammer, this flail that you can oh, cool. throw at them. That's cool. And it is so great because it does a huge chunk of damage. It stuns them. Oh. And, like, if you land it, it's like, if you're in a one-on-one, you're like, you got the kill. Yeah, it's over. Um, and it's so sick. But what's interesting about it is, like, the startup animation because you, like, start it up and you're, like, whipping it around. But... But you're not locked in, right? So you mm-hmm. can hit the startup animation, be looking this way, and be like, I want to hit that dude over there, and hit the button, have the startup animation go, turn, and then hit the guy over there. Oh, it's like, so I did see one of them had like a grappling hook. Yeah. It looked like, but you hit it, it's not immediate. Like there's an yes, animation exactly. and like you play exactly. around the animation. Mm. Yes, and it's like, of course you immediately understand I hit the F key, I throw a thing out that can stun somebody and do damage. Mm-hmm. But there's all of this nuance going into like, how do I properly aim this thing? Or like, oh, it can bounce off a wall and do, even if it doesn't stun, it still does some slash damage. So there's like a ton and ton of stuff in there. And like, Barbados is insane. Yeah, that guy was Yeah, you. probably yes, good he melee. Was probably me. good melee. Yeah, he's, he's great melee, but like, when I was going against him, I was like, man, this seems so easy. Like, you just run in there and, and, and hit people and stun them. But it's like, if you do it wrong, if you don't approach correctly, like, you will get absolutely annihilated. You have no range to work with. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a ton of mobility, you have a ton of melee damage, you have a strong stun, but even the stun, like, you have to charge it up and release it at just the right time. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not just like you hit a button and you stun. And so, everything I feel like has some nuance to it. And I also love, and 
you'll, whenever I talk about a fighting game, if I say this about a fighting game, I mean it is a huge point of praise. I feel like every single mobile suit I was trying out, I was like, maybe this is my favorite. Maybe this is my favorite. Ooh. Right? And I, I love that when I feel pulled in all these different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zaku 2 is such a cool unit because... Uh, it can do this smoke screen where it will be invincible from damage. And I was fighting against a great Zaku 2 player who was really good at using his dashes, getting in and out. And so many times I would do like like 90 damage to him. He would have like 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 he would have like two percent of his health left, and he would pop that at just the right time and get out. And I couldn't kill him. And it's like, what a cool yeah. skill to master, you know? And yeah, it's it's so much fun. How many players is it? Is it 6v6? 5v5? I don't actually remember. I think it's 6v6, but it okay. might be 5v5. Five five. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many mobile suits there are? Um, like, I could try to count them out. Did, I don't you, know did it feel like there was enough? It felt like there was enough. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what I don't... Something that... So, this happens to me sometimes with multiplayer games, mm-hmm. where the design of this game and how much fun it is to play, and I didn't even talk about, like how tight the shooting feels and how fast it moves. It basically feels like you're playing Quake with Gundams. Like, it's just like... That's unusual. If you watch a stream of this, it is insane how quickly things move. Like, dashing in and out. Like, how... Like, you just have to make decisions, like, instantly. It moves so fucking fast. Yeah. Um, but something I don't like is sometimes I run into these games, uh, and I feel like Overwatch was kind of this way too, where I really love the game, but there is something about either the player base or the design of like some multiplayer component where I'm like, I can no longer put up with this. Mm-hmm. And I was already feeling this with Gundam Evolution. Uh-oh. So this is a game that I really like, but pretty much not every match, but almost every match that I was in felt like a complete landslide. Where it was like, mm. ah. oh, okay, like... And, you know, of course, people are new. They're learning the game. Like, not everybody is up to snuff. But it's like, I felt like, okay, I'm in a team with people that, like, are clearly just still learning, which is fine. But then the other team is like, oh, shit. Like, they feel like they've been playing all weekend. Yeah. Right? It's and so a, it was just like, you just get steamrolled. It's, is it a closed beta or is it just open beta? Uh, it's a closed. You had to sign up for it. So it's a closed okay. beta. It's a closed network test. Yeah. I see that. But it's really hard for me to, like. For sure. Kind of, like, you know. Worry about that too much right now for sure. It's literally just a testing period, but I yes, that does happen. The matchmaking will be super important in the future and how much they invest in that. It is super important, but um, I'm also afraid that they won't invest that much in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really worried that 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 like I said, this is going to be then a game that I like, but I'm just going to get too annoyed with certain things because um, like. When you leave a match, the punishment is is super severe. Where it's like, okay, not only can you not join another match until the match that you were supposed to be in is over. Mm-hmm. Mm. But also there's going to be like another penalty on top of that. So you're locked out for quite a long time, which would make you think that like people wouldn't leave that often. Mm-hmm. But so many matches I would join and it's like, oh, we're just a man down. And like, why isn't the game just filling in their spot? Like, I feel like oh, a, a good problem, number right. of people are playing this. Why are we just going through this match that we're going to lose? And, like, sometimes it would be like, oh, somebody left. We're just going to end the battle. And it's like, okay, that's better, but that's still annoying. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just just fill in the person. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. why you wouldn't do that. And yeah. so, like, that would happen constantly. And then it's like I I ran into those matches, like, over and over and over again where I just felt like we were getting steamrolled. We were getting steamrolled. We were getting steamrolled. It was, like, four or five matches in a row. I got frustrated. I left. It's like, oh, okay, I can't get back in. That's good. The game should punish me 100% for that. And then, like, 
finally, the next match I got in, the first round, we steamrolled them. And then the second round, it was amazing. It was perfect. It was like, because you had to get to 100% on this like control point, basically, mm-hmm. or these three control points. And we got to 100% and they got to like 95. And so it was like mm-hmm. this butt really clenching, close, like, yeah. oh my God. Like, it, I love that feeling when you spawn and you're like, I got to get to the point. We're so close. I got to defend it. And so, like, that match was amazing. Let's say I played like seven or eight matches and it's like, oh, like I had one good one. Yeah. You know, and like that's that's just hard. Like you just feel like you're wasting time. Yeah. And I understand that multiplayer games are are imperfect and that you're 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 gonna have matches where you get steamrolled, you're gonna have matches where your teammates frustrate you. It, it, it's a part of it, but you know, you're also not immune to those well, things yeah, frustrating. It's just you. like how often does this occur kind right, of thing like right. that. And it is a closed network test, right? That's as you said, that's very important. Um, my worry is that Gundam is still niche enough and like there's so many things competing for other people's attention. Like this game will come out and it'll be good and fun for like a month, and then the player base will be so small. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's kind so of what I thought. I worry about that. But fuck, man, I really like yeah, this game. I, I yeah. want to play it. I mean, yeah. Gundam Overwatch, yeah. Like I'm down. <laughs> yeah, Brad, I want to play it with you specifically. Yeah. Um, Especially if they're going to add like more Gundams down the line. There is a character that is just literally Genji who is extremely powerful <laughs> and fun. Yes, Exia, super awesome. Um, no, I want to play with you so badly. Um, yeah, I think dude. you you would be, A, a great teammate, and we would just have a blast. We would be yeah, having yeah. a great yeah, time. We'll play, like, dude, for sure. I don't think you can get this game until you spend some time with it like blood i really want to review this game oh. that's how much fun <laughs> I was having. Oh and I can't, I can't imagine saying that about a gundam game you know like i haven't said that in a long time so yeah yeah i was, I was okay pumped. wow yeah i really do i was gundam. having a blast uh blood mm-hmm. you checked out moss book two yeah. um i don't know if it was you or brandon that was talking about it on a frame trap but i feel like at least one or a couple of allies were really into the first Moss. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, for people that aren't aware uh, of how this is set up, it's sort of similar to um, Astrobot on PlayStation VR, mm. and to where it's like, you know, your head, you know, is the camera in this world, but then you're, oh, cool. you're controlling a character. Uh, but the setup for it is is really interesting because they they acknowledge you as a character. You're, you're what you know what the the characters in the world call a reader and so it's kind of like the thing that I wonder if it's inspired by in any way is like never-ending story mm-hmm. because a lot of part a lot of parts of the game are actually sitting in this library with this big book and you're like physically like turning the pages of the book to get some of the backstory and stuff like that page and, master vibes. and then yeah and then you go in and you know and then you're actually like partnered with quill. And so you. I use, love that you brought that. Yeah, you uh, you use the control stick to move Quill around and to jump and to attack. Uh, but then, uh, as the reader, you have like this like glowing kind of orb mm-hmm. that you can use to like reach into the world and like grab platforms or move mechanisms around and all of that sort of thing. And so there's this kind of like neat concept of sort of like co-oping with yourself. Yeah. Didn't Astrobot do stuff like that too? I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. There's a little bit of it, but it, it, it's it's. I don't think it's quite as overt story wise. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there's there's, you know, like I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's like there are characters in this game that like don't trust readers. Oh, you know, that's so, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Blood, you know, a game this is making me think of. You ever played Pac-Man Two: The New Adventures? 
No. Dude, I remember this game. Yeah. This is the one where he has like the hang glider on the cover. Yes. Yeah. So in that game, you don't control Pac-Man directly. Yes. You just like are like, look, look. Dude, and you have to like get his attention. So weird. Yeah, it, I was like, what I, is this? I when adored I rented it. that game. When I rented it, I was like, yeah. what? what? What is this? No, Why we should we should stream Pac-Man too. It's it's a really weird, fun game. Okay. Um, but yeah, so in terms of gameplay, like it's sort of like Zelda style adventure kind of thing. So you go into rooms and then like you kind of have to like puzzle your way through like how to get through this room or there'll be like waves of enemies to to defeat before like the walls come down and, and let you move on. Um, and then, like I said, you can like reach in and like grab an enemy and hold it and then attack with Quill. Um, and then healing Quill, like you actually like, like hold on to her for a second and like infuse magic back into her. When you grab an enemy, mm-hmm. the like does Quill have any sort of acknowledgement of like, oh hey, like you're grabbing an enemy and like let me move over there and, and does well, it no, automate? You're actually that? controlling Quill. Okay, so it is yeah. it is all manual. But there sense. are times when uh she will like like she'll point at something or she'll kinda get your attention and I say, see. like, Okay, go over here, do that. That's really neat. Um yeah. and uh you know, you can like scratch your ears and that kind of thing. <laughs> and that's one of the things that's really great is just like how well animated and, and realized this world is. And so it's yeah. just a cool world. There's like constantly like you look up, it's like, oh crap, there's like shooting stars going by up there. Yeah. Or and and when you go between because again the camera is just like your head, so sometimes like you can kind of like look around the corner and see like a collectible or something like that and, and guide her through. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go between, like when when you move from one screen to the next, you still get like that page turning sound, which is kind of a, a nice little mm-hmm. little plus. Uh, but they've they've added in some other mechanics uh, in two as well. So uh, one of the like first abilities that I got as a reader is uh, you can like make uh, certain plants grow, and so like there's places where she can climb up vines now, and so you can like kind of draw up the the side of like a dead vine to make it uh kind of come to life and then she can climb it or there's places where you can like there's like attach points so you like grab one branch and then pull it over and then you create a bridge for her to walk across Mm. um and then one of the other abilities uh is you can uh you can like charge her weapons now and so um you like hold the attack button and she'll hold the weapon up, and then you move over it and, and put the magic on it. And so with the sword, you get, like, this dash attack. Mm. And so it can just, like, slice through multiple enemies, but it's also used for platforming to, like, go oh, across cool. longer gaps because she doesn't have that long of a jump. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, like, all of these crazy things where, like, okay, so, like, I'm grabbing the swing, pulling it over to her, and then jumping on, and then going over here, and then dashing across. Uh, and then the first, like, boss fight that I've done is, like, just, like, like it's not like super hard, but it's there's just like a lot going on to where it's like, okay, I've got cannons firing, I've got multiple ads coming in, and I've got like draw vines, get her up here, open up this thing, pull on there's like these roly poly enemies that are like it's like basically like doing like a pinball machine kind of thing. Cool. Oh. So you pull them back to turn them into a ball, mm-hmm. and then you like kind of aim them and fire them, and they'll go up these big ramps up the wall, or they'll like go up a hole and like knock an enemy back that way. Uh, so there's like lots of just like very like tactile feeling yeah. kind of interactions. Yeah, no. Um this this sounds absolutely wonderful and it sounds like the new mechanics are are really meaningful like it seems like they learned a lot from the first game and and really improved upon it. Um in terms of storytelling, are you is it like 
you know, you have these gameplay sections. Is it like you, are you getting a lot of this from the book? Are there like chapters? Are there moments where it kind of pauses and goes into that? Uh, there are sometimes when I go because there is more stuff in in the library a little bit too, which I, I've like I've got to the point where it's like, oh, this is this is spoilers for sure. But uh, but uh, one of the things that's really cool about it is throughout uh, there is a narrator mm-hmm. and. And it's sort of like an audiobook in a way because even when there's like dialogue of Quill talking or her uncle talking or some other character that you come across, it's the same voice actor. Oh. So she just puts on a different voice yeah. to be Quill's voice or to be this toad. This is a really cool oh, toad you come across. Me of puppeteer. Yeah. I love that. So it's it's a really it's a really neat device uh, that like both serves you know. Like yeah, it, it's like a put makes the the narrator sort of part of the story, and just it's that whole like trying to wrap your head around it, like okay, this you're looking at a book, but it's a real world, and there's things going on, and they actually know that you're there, and not every character can see you, but certain characters like Quill can like bond with with readers, uh, but once there's one point where like she like tilts a mirror, and like you can see yourself. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's fun yeah so yeah it, it's really yeah it's a really interesting setup uh and i've you know I've, I've put about three three and a half hours or so into it and yeah. it was like now i'm like i'm getting into some pretty interesting stuff both story and gameplay wise yeah i i obviously don't want to go into spoilers but just the interaction between uh like you as the reader and quill sounds so interesting where i wonder if you have combat encounters where it's like oh like Quill is immobilized and it's like it's going to come down to you to deal with this encounter or your powers are disrupted some way and you have to lean more on Quill. Like, do they play with that dynamic at all? Um, They haven't done anything to where, like, you're totally – either one of you is incapacitated. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, there's there's times where, where, yeah, you do have to use – like, a mechanism Mm -hmm. that's in the world to attack enemies that – the you know that quill can't get to you sure. know? so it's like okay i've got a you know there's like this turret thing like i've got to grab the turret and then aim the turret and then you know shoot the other enemies with it and then once you've used that then you can take the turret out um you mentioned collectibles uh yeah are these like completely superfluous do like do you unlock additional things are they are there like is there a resource they can turn in like what is the extent of the collectibles yeah so so far they they do seem just like little little cosmetic things um one of them i'm not sure where it's going so like uh in the library next to your book there's like this page of like um like stained glass art and uh and so there's like these little scrolls that you'll see throughout the level and like trying to figure out how to get to the scrolls is and each screen is kind of a, you know, like part of the puzzle mechanics. Uh, and as you get each bit of the scrolls, it like paints in a little bit cool. of that stained glass in the library. But I don't know, I don't know where that's going. Like com- I've completed a couple of them, but I haven't got like any special reward for one or the other. Gotcha. Uh, and then the other thing is you just got like this, uh, what they call like relic dust from like smashing pots. Smashing pots is amazing in this game, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like the the animation of it feels like there's actually like a shard flying at your face. I'm like, watch, oh, wow. watch out. <laughs> um, but once you get enough dust, there's like these little um, 
rooms where the, the it, it's, it's kind of like fills up sort of like a, cl- a hand going around a clock. Mm-hmm. And once you have enough dust, then you can go into these rooms that have just like little costumes for her. So like I got oh, like a little plate fun. mail. I got like this leaf armor. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. I want you to get like a little Aloy outfit or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you? So I feel like this this book two of Moss, this sequel of Moss, is coming out at like kind of an unfortunate time where mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, like there's the, the the hype for PSVR has has died down inevitably, mm-hmm. right, right? Understandably, as we're waiting for the next PSVR, which is coming, that has been announced. And so it's kind of this weird in between time. Uh, do you, do you think that like that will kind of hurt the prospects of this game? Do you think they they, they could like re-release it um, with enhancements or anything and have that be fine? Or yeah, well, I think yeah because Polyarch is like just such a small studio. Sure, you know they they're absolutely going to be re-releasing this mm. once you know um, like they'll probably you know it's probably going to come out on Quest. It's probably going to come out on Steam. Um, and then uh, yeah, I would guess that they will probably do enhanced editions of both games. Oh, for the VSVR two, you know, once it once it comes out, because it is books one and two, yeah, and and like it is continu- continuous. Like, like you pick up right where one cool. leaves off, and one did have like a very clear like, okay, there's going to be more to this story. Um, so I'm curious when I get to the end of two, whether it's gonna be like this is it, or if it's gonna lead into like, oh, they're gonna make a three eventually. So I think you gotta have a three. Sure, that's what my guy sure. tells me. Um. Kind of an unfair question because I, I feel like I may be definitely more susceptible to it than you, but with VR, um, sometimes I'm, I'm relatively okay, and then other times, like, I remember when I played Medal of Honor, I was like, I feel terrible, like, after I got done right. with the session. Uh, have you noticed that at all with Moss? I feel like maybe with the type of game that it is, uh, it's not quite so much motion all the time that it yeah. okay. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Um, to where this style of game, which like I don't feel like there's a ton of, right? But but it's like it's more of a stationary game. You do sure. use a normal cool. PS4 controller, um, and so yeah, it's really just about you know looking around and feeling like you're actually in that 3D space. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't walk, <laughs> as you know, in, in that sense. So it it's yeah, you pretty much it's always like in this fixed point. You can look around corners a little bit. But there's not really anything that's gonna like introduce motion sickness or anything like that. Man, Astrobot, what that year was easily one of the best games that I had played. I, I adore that game so much. It was a fantastic gaming experience that I had. And the way that you're describing Moss, this definitely feels like something like you shouldn't miss if you have the ability to play. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that it's it hasn't gotten the same amount of attention, but I think it's you know very very close to that same kind of quality. That's awesome. Belt Blood. Yeah. I, I said before the show, I was like, man, I just don't think I'm gonna get to my. You've bumped it. You've done it. You did it. You <laughs> did a great it, job. Uh, do you know how much they those games are? Um. I don't. Twenty or thirty, probably. Whatever. I want to say thirty, but I don't off the top of my okay. head. I'll look. I'll it could look. it could be thirty or forty, but I don't know. Uh, Brad, you've got a continuation from last yeah. week, uh, which I'm excited to hear about. You've been playing more Ghostwire mm-hmm. Tokyo. Uh, we talked about it last episode, so really the big question is like, have have your thoughts changed? At all? Um, I don't I don't remember exactly what I said last time, so it's been a while. But I will Dude, say, I don't remember what I said at the beginning of this episode. I will don't say I <laughs> love this game. Yeah. I'm having such nice. a good time going through it. 
Yeah. On paper, okay, there's a lot of things that I'm burnt out on. Like, there's a yeah. lot of things in this game that I probably shouldn't like, but I'm enjoying in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many collectibles in this game. Mm-hmm. You look at this map, this is a Ubisoft map. There's, like, things puked <laughs> all over this map. Yeah. Points of interest, side quests to do. But, man, I think just the act of doing it in this game is so much, or so enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. One is the world. I love the, like obviously the game takes place in Tokyo, but it's at night. It's like super rainy. It has really great atmosphere. The enemies in this game are super sick. They look really rad. There's like a lot of like headless like children running around. The dudes like sick kicks at you. There's like business guys with umbrellas. It's crazy like raincoat lady and all red with like scissors like clock yeah. tower style. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And I like the Good combat. It's not yeah. the most like in depth or anything like. That, but I mm-hmm. think what really strengthens is like the animations with your thing. So you got. Your wind, you shoot. It's like I equivalent to almost like the wind is your pistol. Yeah. Okay. Then you got the water, which is like a little more damage. You can do six spreads like a shotgun. Then you got your fire, which you can like charge up and shoot like a bomb or like a. Yeah, like a you're really limited on yeah. your shots. Yeah, fire, but it's yeah. like you have less yeah. of that, and it's like yeah, pistol, shotgun, rock launcher. So equivalent it to, but it's really fun going around the city. You know, you find little shrines. You upgrade your ammo count. There's like all these little cats and dogs around the whole city. You feed the dogs food. They tell they take you to like more money. You could like pet all, everything like that. Yeah. And I just like nothing. I would say is like blowing me away, mm-hmm. but everything is super solid. Yeah. I like sure. all the side quests. I like the story. I like the environments. Like some of the like one side quest was you know you you were tracking down this like the snake demon and it was like going around on the floor like almost like graffiti and you're just kind of going from point to point fighting guys. And you like fight something at the end. I'm like, man, I really like this. But yeah, nothing's blowing me away. Yeah. It's like the perfect eight, eight point for me right yeah. now. I'm like, that's that's exactly this what is I said like to an Hebert. incredible eight yeah. and I love it. Uh, man, I feel like in another life, in another time, Ghostwire Tokyo would absolutely be a light gun game. You know what I mean? Like, yes, oh, I sure. could totally see that. I yeah. could totally see you like with the with like just switching between like shooting off screen mm-hmm. to get to different types of, of wind bullets. It has that sort of arcadey simplicity that I think is mm-hmm. in a like almost yeah. refreshing in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really feel it's so heartening to hear what you're saying uh, because. After I got done with that preview, there were definitely people like I know like Giant Bomb like really hated the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can am totally, I crazy? Like, am I, I crazy? I can see that why I like people so wouldn't much? think much of this game. I could see that. No, but but I get where you're coming from because um, in the preview we got to do chapters one and two, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, cool. I'll I'll do like every side quest in chapter mm-hmm. two uh, for the preview. And it, I got to this point where I was like, I don't think I've ever played a chapter two of any video game that has had this many side quests. It's so long, like yeah. it like. You do like a whole batch, and then they're like, "Here's some more," mm-hmm. and then you do that whole batch, and they're like, "Here's some more," and you're like, "Bro, this is chapter two. A lot. <laughs> but a lot uh, of them. But I liked, I liked them enough to keep doing. The thing yeah. about a lot is a lot of them aren't super long. No, no, no. They're, they're like, not you know, like long. five, ten minutes. I'm yeah. like, that's what perfect. Like, you don't need to be longer. Yeah, maybe like there was one that I was doing where you have to like get readings on the moon and I just was struggling oh, to find out yeah. where to go. Like that one took yeah, me yeah, a yeah. while. I but... think that's, oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying on yeah, that one, but yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I do like about this game is, it, you know, it's got the Ubisoft formula. It's like, you got your skill tree. Yeah. But so far, like I'm pretty far into this game, but like I'm still getting stuff. I'm still getting upgrades that I want. Yes. That feel nice. Yeah. I felt that like, way too. 
you definitely get to a point of, like Horizon was a perfect example for this for me. Like I felt like some things in Horizon, like I just didn't even care about, like the tree, like the yeah. trap tree. I was like, stuff's like okay, I guess, but it doesn't feel super good. But like, yeah. man, some things in this game could really help. Like even like the like super important. It doesn't seem that important once you actually do it. It is important. Like the you know like where you like um you do your like your attack to finish off enemies. Mm-hmm. You shorten the cooldown of that like. Doesn't seem that important, but I'm playing on the harder difficulty, not yeah. th- not the hardest one you die in one hit, but the one below that. So like, if I Tango get Game Works in there, die in one hit mode. I love that though. <laughs> I love that. I respect but it's it. It's cool that it exists. Yeah, but it's like if I get hit a lot of times, like I'm close to dead, kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, all these little things are really adding up to For me sure. going through this game and like maybe just gliding in the air a little longer is like helping me a lot. Yeah. And gliding in the air is so much fun. It is a lot of fun. So what you're saying is something that we've always known is that in every single instance that you could possibly conceive, Japanese games are better than Western Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. True. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Like, this is a, like, a a Ubisoft open world game. Right. Like, when you, like, look at it, but it's, like, first person, they have their own little spin on it, and yeah. it works, I think. So, I'm having a really damn good time with this game. Like, I can't yeah. wait to keep playing it. Yeah, it's so weird, and I, I've, I've said this before, but, um, it, makes me feel exactly like the Evil Within 1 did, despite being a very, very, very different game from uh-huh. the Evil Within 1. Because, like, the Evil Within 1 is special not because... Like, the Evil Within 1 has so many rough edges. Like, yeah, it's it's, it it's such an imperfect game, but that's why it's it's beautiful. Is yeah. It feels, like, so different and singular. And you're right, yes, it this is very much... Like, you can compare it to any mm-hmm. Ubisoft yeah, open world game. In fact, that might be the best comparison for it, but I feel like... There is, there's a, it, it is that template, but with well, a soul. It's, pre- you know? it's presentation yeah, has so yeah, much soul. Yeah. Like, this game looks, like, artistically, like, really good. Yeah. I really love the way this game looks. It sounds like, also, the dual sense, man. The dual sense in this game. It's like, I love, over the, like, I've become to love the dual sense more and more as it's gone on. Bloodworth and, and GT7, you, yeah. were, you were absolutely yeah. right about that. It's like yeah. just feeling like when you're ripping like the thing out of the enemies yeah. with your little hooks, it feels great. And like the rain dropping, and you just feel in the controller. It's like, man, it sounds like so, like no, it doesn't matter at all. Like extra rumble, whatever. You know, you think of yeah. the Wii or the, sorry, the Switch HD rumble. It's like, well, HD you, rumble. you don't really do anything with that. But yeah. it's like, it's so cool and it really adds a lot. Yeah, for like, sure. Like I really encourage people to check this game out if you yeah, can. absolutely. It could be like a tough pill to swallow for like buying it full price for some people, but this game's probably gonna not sell well. So it'll probably absolutely don't sell. not. Yeah, like no. it, it bums me out. This I feel like this is the fate of Tango. Like I love right. all their games, but they always feel so underappreciated. They are they because they're are. not like it will be on Game Pass in a year. In so. a year it will be. So <laughs> please play in a year. But it's like yeah, it's, I feel like their games have rough edges. Yeah, but people give them too much of a hard time. I feel we like. need games like this to exist for yes. the industry to remain yes. interesting. Yes, yeah. like this game is cool, and it, it's so. I'm so glad that you mentioned Game Pass because I, I do feel like in the traditional sixty dollar market, this thing is going to get buried. It will, but like it is the perfect Game Pass game. It is. It, it is something that I definitely think could find an audience and and. Really build. That I hope it finds. It makes me an so audience. glad that Game Pass. Like exists. we kind of saw a little bit of that with when the Evil Within games went on Game Pass. Sure. Like people actually trying these. Yeah. Like, I feel like people just don't give these games a chance a lot of times, right. and they just don't try them. And it's like these games are so sick. Please try them. They're so good. It reminds me like a Vanquish. You know, Vanquish is so sick. 
Yeah. And I feel like it probably didn't get the credit it deserves yeah. kind of thing. Like, no, it yes, didn't, it has it its diehard fans, but yeah. it probably didn't sell well. No. It, it Yeah, they, these things I feel like definitely need need a Game Pass. And I'm I'm so glad to bring attention to it. Like, yo, just straight up, The Evil Within 1, one of the best survival horror games ever made. Dude, I like both of them. They're both oh, they're super both good. Great. They're both, they're both great. They're both great. I, yeah, I like... My preference is Evil Within 1, but I absolutely recognize yeah. how good Evil Within 2 is, for sure. It's just like, man... yeah. Please play this game. Please like, play I'm it. Begging. Please play, Please it. Like, play it. This like, game's just, cool. Just, this just, game's cool. Even if you don't like it, just yeah. like... Let us have this. You know Let us have this. <laughs> Please. I feel like we stick up for Tango Gameworks more than yeah, anybody in do. this industry. We do. I don't think there's I don't think there's a game we, journalist organization out there like, that yes, sticks Tango. up for Tango Gameworks out there. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. play this game. It's oh, sick. Fuck, dude. It's like, not a ten out of ten. Don't expect that, okay? No. It's, an 8 out of 10. it's not. It is it's an eight out of ten for us, yeah. maybe a seven for you, but it's worth a play. Might even be a six for you, but maybe. remember, just do it. It's cool, Come man. On. This game's cool. Brad, I like what our, good energy. I like when we just pl- like beg people. Beg people. To play <laughs> yeah. just please, man. You're probably not going to like it, but just come on. Just come on, just dude. Just come on. Just give them your money. Come on. It's time for the Hotake. <laughs> Brad, if you had to guess what we were talking about on this Hotake, what would you guess? Anime? Very close. Okay. But Kingdom Hearts. Yep. <laughs> I. Just, I, I I felt like I was in a fever dream when randomly on a Sunday, like, I, w- right. I, I made peace with Kingdom Hearts 3 where I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool that we finally got that. Mm-hmm. I bet the next, I bet Kingdom Hearts 4 or the next mm-hmm. major Kingdom Hearts game, like, see you in years, you know? And oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, obviously it's still mm-hmm. going to be a ways. I'm yeah. not saying that. But yeah. just this announcement, actually seeing gameplay, uh, getting uh, yeah, some because, of this game. So I've known about this event happening for a yeah. long time. But for- you didn't think Kingdom Hearts 4. Right. I knew there'd be something. I knew sure. there would be a game. Okay. Part of me is like mobile bullshit. But did you even if even if you th- expected Game Pass Four, did you expect the amount that we saw? No, I did not expect that. I expected maybe like we are working on the next mainline Kingdom Hearts game. Here's a piece of concept art, kind of thing. Here's some no more. You didn't art. expect Endor. Did not expect Endor. I did not expect that. No, I definitely did not. Um. So Brad, obviously we can. Go off about this game, but I actually want to talk to you, Bloodworth, because I think I think uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Hearts Four is kind of in this interesting position where they they they've sort of wrapped up this. You know, Kingdom Hearts Three was wrapping up a saga. This is a new saga that Kingdom Hearts Four is going into. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Kingdom Hearts, so then maybe that would be a good opening question. I don't know. <laughs> I you don't I know. I, don't know. <laughs> I haven't really, I haven't really played it. Like I've like picked him up at GT or whatever. Uh, yeah, times, sure. You just like, okay, okay. But I've never like. Yeah, played through any of them. So somebody who is who is relatively unfamiliar, like, is do you would you want Kingdom Hearts Four to be kind of like an olive branch to be like, hey, like, if you've played all the games, like, you'll still get a lot out of this. We're still continuing the story, but would you like to see them like make an active effort to open up to new people? Uh, is it necessary? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it could help because I definitely feel like. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's happening. Like, right? Because, like, even in the comments, people were like, you guys missed out on all this stuff that's been going on in the mobile games and this character. Or I don't want to play it's like, those games. They're boring. And it's just like, it, 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 it's, the series has just such I love, weird... I love how I love how commenters sometimes be like, it's not that hard to understand. It's like, 
you are lost in the sauce, man. Like it, it, it is. Like, you have to have some acknowledgement on how. It just has this is. weird habit of like not acknowledging that it's throwaway games or throwaway games. None and, are throwaway, and, and, right? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like people don't want to play those games, but they want the story that's in them. I just look it up. It's yeah. <laughs> just like, and, and then you like you're dependent on on this weird little thing, mm-hmm. or you know. Like for the longest time, like Kingdom Hearts is like jumping platform to platform every game, but every one of them was essential. And it's just like, how is anyone supposed to keep up with all that yeah. stuff? To be fair, though, yeah. nowadays, Square Enix has done an incredible job at making this series more accessible than like any other game to catch up on. You could well, get everything yes. in one package. They've, they've everything, made the, the and it's like of it very 30 good. bucks. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think that's a great point. But like, yes. It could be a daunting task when you look at it, of course. Yeah. I, I guess this, like, thinking about it, I remember when Kingdom Hearts 1 was announced and everybody was like, oh, cool, Final Fantasy and Disney? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it it really is worth trying to, like, put your mind back at that time. Whereas mm-hmm. now, you hear Kingdom Hearts, like, people don't even think about it. It was the wildest fucking yeah, collaboration that you had ever heard of. And you're like... How in the world is this going to work? And I think that there was a lot of apprehension. And I think what was cool about Kingdom Hearts is like, yeah, maybe you were in there to see Final Fantasy characters or Disney characters. Maybe that was your gateway in. But so many people got attached to the original characters. I mean, the that's what it is. Line. It's like, yes, right. you come in for the Final Fantasy. You come right. in for the things you know, the yeah. Disney, the Final Fantasy. Absolutely. But it's like, man, I care more about this universe's characters more than anything. Absolutely. At, like at this point, I don't need them to rehash Disney movies at all anymore. Like we can just either tell original stories with those characters, which they do. They do. Um, but there is a lot of. It's like it's not as dependent, I feel yeah, like, as sure. it was before. Like, sure. yes, the main ones, especially, definitely still have all the, like the Disney stuff. Yes, yeah. and this of course will, but it's like they're not afraid to throw in their own things too. I, yeah, unfortunately, I feel like I'm sidetracking myself because what I'm trying to say is easy with this series. I feel like with Kingdom Hearts Four, mm-hmm. I think it. I think Kingdom Hearts is so cool, and I feel like so many people are either in or out. Yeah, um, that. It would be really neat if Kingdom Hearts 4 could be a moment where it's like... Bring more people in? Let's bring this in. Like, you know, let's let's kind of, like, establish a new base for people to get in and to enjoy it and not feel like they have to play through every single one of these games or, or read up on all the sort. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just think there are yeah. so many people out there that have put an understandable mental barrier in front of themselves for Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. that if that could be removed, I think that'd be really cool. I think they'd, they'd have yes. a blast. You know? I, I mean, I'm all for more people getting in this series. Like, that's what I want. I want more yeah. people to play these games than ever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> does it seem like that's going to be the route? Yeah. I don't know, though, based off history and what we've seen. It's like, you know, we're continuing this story. Like, yes, yeah. there's this is a new saga, but there's still a lot of loose threads. Mm-hmm. A lot of loose threads. Yeah. But it's like, I guess it would be okay if people hop into this game and maybe they don't get everything. Yeah. But I think if you can get, like, the main grasp of the story. Right. That's what I mean. Is like, like, the core yeah. of it you can, yeah. you can appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. It's so weird because Final Fantasy VII Remake is, like, almost that until almost. it's not Until it's anymore. not. You yeah. think it's that. <laughs> you think it's that. You think it is. Then you're like, what's happening? Yeah. Um... All right, so shifting shifting away from that, Brad is one of the biggest Kingdom Hearts fans uh, and Easy Allies. 
What what are you really looking forward to? Like, what do you want, uh, especially coming after Kingdom Hearts 3 and Remind? So, I mean, obviously my brain immediately goes, like, what world are we going to get like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted Star Wars. Seems like we're getting Star Wars, so it's good. I want Star Wars so bad. I think, like, Marvel would be really cool. Mm-hmm. As much as, like, I'm not as into Marvel as, like, a lot of other people, but it's, like, I think it could be super sick seeing that. Sora and Donald Goofy interact with these characters and like what crazy spin they'll throw on everything like that. Watch. So here's what I think is a likely scenario for what's going to happen. So Kingdom Hearts 4 will include Marvel and it will it will focus on like core Avengers mm-hmm. and it will be better than the Square Enix Marvel oh, Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, no question. Um, because as we know, I Japanese games... I didn't have this problem as much as a lot of other people with 3. Because mm. to me, at the point in 3, it didn't they didn't need to be in the story because it wasn't about them at this point, but it's the Final Fantasy characters. They were very absent in 3. Very yeah, absent. It, it really bummed me out. They are a part of Kingdom Hearts, but they've always been a... They've been less important than the Disney aspects, for sure. Yeah, I feel like but early they, on they were... They were Very more in one characters. and two. They yeah. were more, but as the series kind of gone on, they've taken a backseat because the story yeah. was focusing more on these original characters. But I think they need to be more in this game. Yeah, my whole I had like a crazy brain theory of like why Cloud and Sephiroth weren't in three is because of f- f- remake and like the whole thing with remake and like the whole story is like. I could totally see no more being like, no, I don't want them in this game because I want stuff for remake. What if he were to connect the Final Fantasy VII remake and Kingdom Hearts like canonically? Sure, why the hell not? Because like you could have multiple, you could have multi-universe bullshit. Like everyone loves that stuff nowadays. Yeah. Why the hell not? Okay. Certainly wouldn't be a reach here. Certainly like. wouldn't be a reach, yeah. especially you, in this. Series. Do you think they would ever do like a like a Final Fantasy world from any of the games? Yes. That that's what I yes. want more than anything, yeah. yeah. Bloodworth. So, because the Final Fantasy IX remake is coming. Yes. Right. So, so, but one thing I also want, which could totally happen now, is since this is in Tokyo, what we've seen, yeah. a lot of this, is, and who have showed up in previous games, but are the, uh, the World Ends With You characters. Right. Since they've been in them yeah. before, it's like, we're in Tokyo now, yep. which is, they're kind of hinting as like the afterlife of the mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts universe almost. <laughs> and <laughs> the world ends with you is like, you know, these these people in this game are there and kind of right. like in the afterlife in the first game. So it's like, it's all lining up, baby. All these things are happening. It's all making sense kind of, Ben. That's what I love about Kingdom Hearts. Brad, one of my favorite things that I can do, but I love watching it when other people do, and the when the allies do it, it makes me. You are turning into a little child, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you are so excited, <laughs> and it's so pure and raw and good. Yeah. Like, this is so much. It's fun because about when I think you. about this series, like insanity, yeah. is a common thing, right. and there's nothing like this series out there. Yeah, nothing is like this game or this series at all. Well, it's it's. Kingdom Hearts is a lot like anime where I feel like detractors or people on the outside are like, this looks so Mm. lame. It's so wacky and goofy and stupid. And on some level, yes. Yes, it is. It is. But 
God damn it! If like <laughs> I, you don't get emotional with yeah, some of those characters, you connect, some of the arcs like that absolutely they go the on. story yeah. is insane. Like I don't think anyone's gonna tell you not that these stories aren't crazy. They're yeah, absolutely but crazy. But there, there is a anchor. so much heart. Yes. no pun intended. To yes. this series, yes, and so much meaning. You get you can't help but get attached to these characters. You can't yeah. like if you're playing these games, you play like one or two of these games, you are in. You're locked in. Sora, Donald, and Goofy, it's not a meme. Like, they would die for each yeah. other. They are best bros they for are life. They are best bros for life. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's like, they're my family. That's yes. what it feels like. Like, Sora is my son. Like, this is the kind of bond I have with these characters. I am related to them. Have they, they are, ever have they ever brought in any Chrono stuff at all? Or no? Not that I'm aware of, Blood. There's been one Final Fantasy VI character appearance right. also. Right, Tara, right? No, it's oh, Setzer. Setzer. Yeah. Setzer? Yep. Wow, what a pull. Just Setzer. When? Two. The Kingdom Hearts 2 Twilight Town, the fighting, the struggle tournament, like when you're Roxas. Okay. The tournament they have, like, you know, the foam sword tournament at the beginning of the game? Yes. You might not remember the 2L. With Cypher, oh, the, Cypher's there. Yeah, Cypher's there. Yep, yep, yep. I, yeah, I remember Setzer Cypher. is like the champion. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Unless there's like some, I don't remember any other six characters, but yeah. And there's been, like, VV. You know what's awesome, Brad, is almost inexplicably, despite her, she's a massive Disney fan. My Like, one of my, my wife's favorite games is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, like, we played through all of Kingdom Hearts 1 together. We played Birth by Sleep together. She loves them. She really wants to get to 3. I installed, I reinstalled 3 mm-hmm. last night. So we're going to get through that. We're going to do Remind. But she's never played Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, Which what? is one of my favorites. Yeah, you uh, play, But I, you I, go I only played it You got to you know, go in order, baby. Yeah, yeah. You got to go in order. Yeah, no. Well, it was... Like, you got to play... Have you played Chain of Memories? Did you say that? Like, I you have, have played to... Chain of Memories. I've not finished Chain of Memories you because I really don't like the combat. I, I know neither the story. Do I. I really, Put it on easy. I really do. I, I, my, I hate... Doing Cruise that, through it. I hate doing that. No, it like you hurts don't. me, but no, I, I do not enjoy yeah. playing that you game. You won't. Yeah. I don't either. I don't like yeah. the card system. Like, and I've I've fucking tried, man. Like, put it on uh, easy. The story is so important. I know. It's I know so it's important. important. I know All the story, people, of it. dude. Yeah, I yeah. will never forget this. When Kingdom Hearts two came out, I will never forget these people. Everyone or so many people were complaining. People like hold Kingdom Hearts two up to the highest regard nowadays. Yeah, dude, when this game came out, I never everyone that. was I like, thought the "Who the hell is this guy, Roxas?" I thought the beginning what of Kingdom Hearts two was awesome. Four hour summer vacation, it was so fucking. Sick. And it's like none of you played Chain of Memories because no one knew it existed, and because it was on the damn Game Boy Advance. Right. Kingdom Hearts two is so good. Yes, it is. I, I want. I'm hungry to replay. Kingdom yeah, Hearts Kingdom Hearts two is sick. Yeah, like the combat is just. A blast. Yeah, yeah, man. It's really, really fun. Dude, all you out there, all in one collection. Yeah. So simple. It's right there. I play it. I gotta do Melody of Memory too. Yeah, it's it's all it's because I love rhythm. Just make games. it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. When fun. I was on when it's I was really on fun. vacation, I finally started playing uh this Hatsune Miku colorful stage game. I know people are just gonna laugh at that, but that shit's good. It's sure. a it's a legitimate. <laughs> then you're gonna good like this game. game. Okay, ah! so okay, Mel- it, it's on it's on PC, baby. Yeah, no, I know. It's I got, on Switch. I got it. It's on Switch I got too. It on both, it's on PlayStation. Like, all the games are on PC now. All right, all right. I, I'm in. No excuse. I'm in. I know everyone. Excuse. I'm play everyone. the series. Do it for Play, play the series. <laughs> play them all. I'm sick of this shit. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm sick of people talking shit on Nomura. But if anyone talks sh- uh, shit on Kingdom Hearts in the comments, ban them. Yeah. I'll ban Anyone. For a, I'll ban you in real life. Permaban them. Are we ready for some emails? Yeah. Yeah, blood's ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
unhinged. All right. Uh, this first one comes in for Brandon. Hello, everyone. As of writing, I'm starting to dig into Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, mm. and judging by what I've been hearing, I might be finished with it before the next release of 2022 I'm interested in, uh, which is the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Mm. Nice. Well, looking at the calendar, I realized... Uh, with how I have to handle my free time, I have certain criteria when prioritizing my backlog. New games that have a lot of dialogue, story, or require significant attention, I play on the weekends. Or older games, most notably games on Switch from years past that require much thought, like Super Mario Galaxy, Shovel Knight, Mario Maker 2, and Smash Ultimate, I chip away during the weeknights. This inspired me to ask you, how do you like to prioritize your backlog whenever, if ever, there's a lull in new games coming out? What criteria do you value in determining what game you should catch up on? Thanks for taking this email if you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. Um, usually I just play whatever is calling to me, but often I try to avoid playing games that are too similar back to back. Like maybe two open world games I won't really want to do back to back. Maybe I want to fit something small in there or something a little different just to keep the, the cleanse the palate, you know? Yeah. Fresh the palate. Uh, I am absolutely... I, I follow my you heart. You are the most insane person. I am the most insane the person. I definitely follow my heart, and I, I, I am you. You cannot predict what no, I'm playing no at any can. given point. Like, there's so many times I'm here and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I booted this up last night," and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's totally true. However, I do get into modes sometimes where I will play similar games back to back to back. Where like when I was in my Star Wars kick. I feel like I played like four or five or six yeah, like full games back to back. Hold on, to back let's to back. pause real quick. Yeah. No one on this planet gets gets into kicks. Oh no, I'm, harder than I'm the ben kick Moore. master. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Casually playing no, five Star Wars. My games. wife gets whiplash with the, my kicks. Yeah, I I get whiplash yeah. just hearing about yeah. it. No, it's crazy because like I yeah I I'm just so restless and all over the place. Like Huber has been talking nonstop about Shem and the animation and like. <laughs> I, I like I need to play Shenmue because this is this Kingdom Hearts stuff. Like I have to play Kingdom Hearts. Well, like, here's I the thing about Kingdom Hearts: you got time. No, but like I just I get Shenmue, I get got so re- you hyped up that I I, I fall into these holes that I want to do it so bad, um, and it's so exciting. And I feel like pretty regularly, I can't just play new stuff. I can't. Like I mm-hmm. I, I have to yeah. dip. I have to have a sprite based or PS one era. Yeah, you gotta fit a PS2 retro era game thing in there. Yeah, like I like constantly it has to be mm-hmm. in the rotation. Yeah. How do you prioritize your blower th- uh, or not your blower? You <laughs> your backlog. Uh, basically uh, Ben sends me a message asking if I'm gonna be on frame trap and I'm like <laughs> crap, I gotta get I, what's on my list. Yeah. What have I played yet? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. true. Because otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of times where like I haven't, I'm still playing the same thing I played last time. No man. one does sicker yeah. <laughs> progress reports though than Blood. Well, Blood, Blood is is out of any of the allies. Because I, th- I definitely think all of the allies can get into their meticulous kicks or get hyper obsessed with one mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I think we all have that to some degree, but no one is more meticulous than Blood. Like because Blood, when you you, I don't think you dive into necessarily as many games, but when you fall into the hole, mm-hmm. like you just make it a bigger hole. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Um, like Death Stranding is a perfect example. I think when you really get into Souls, you feel that way too, and I, I think that that's really cool. Um, next email comes in from Jovan. Hopefully, I did not butcher that. Hey, allies. 
Educational games. Two words that together mm. are usually a red flag for gamers, but I'm not talking about something you find on a school computer. I'm talking about games that teach deeper lessons that we can apply to our actual lives. Here are some examples. Gran Turismo can teach us the fundamentals of driving. When I'm on the road, I have to visualize the best way to enter and leave a curve because the efficiency is ingrained in my mind. I feel like I understand and appreciate what you're saying, but I feel like that could be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not going fast enough for that to matter too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. That's, but it's so funny. It's such a great little tidbit. The philosophy of Soulsborne games teaches the virtue of patience and persistence, which can seep into our lives. The classic lesson learned from failure at its core, Persona 5, can be seen as a story about school kids fighting injustice and at the same time be viewed broadly as a work-life balance simulator that can show us the importance of time management. Phoenix Wright can transform us into fully qualified and capable attorneys <laughs> slash detectives, and that's a fact. Good tone on this email. Uh, for me, I didn't really think much of it, but I boot up Google Earth VR pretty frequently and have oh. learned so much about our planet that I than I would have otherwise. That immersion really makes it stick harder in comparison to reading, watching a documentary, or listening to others' experiences. Do you have any games that come to mind for you as far as learning something? Any particular lessons that have stuck with you over the years? If you could transform something you want to learn into an actually good game, what would it be? Uh, example, Dragon Quest, but teaches you Japanese, or Cooking Mama, but Gordon Ramsay levels of detail. Hmm. Yeah, learning another language would be sick. Yeah, like I, if dra- if there was a Dragon Quest teaches Japanese, I'd, I'd like I will pay any amount. Of Dragon Quest teach me anything. Yeah, yeah, but particularly Japanese. Particularly Japanese. <laughs> Eighteen day strength streak on my Duolingo. Oh wow! Learn Japanese. Cool. Yeah. Um, my example. My go-to example, and I, I hesitate to say this because there's still so much about skateboarding I don't know. Admittedly, I don't want to act like an expert or anything. I'm not. But without Tony Hawk, I would not care about skateboarding. Without Tony Hawk, I was supposed to get mm. Like, that game mm. got me so into cool. skateboarding and its culture, and it, it still is having an effect. Because that was like – I was a child yeah. when – I was like, what, 10 years old when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 came out? And like the effects of that game and the influence that it's had on my life and my interests is still happening at age almost 33. You know, um, I was definitely in the skateboarding scene. You know, I grew up in Southern California, you yeah. know, like in their early 2000s, late 90s. Like, and I remember Tony Hawk coming out. Yeah. I was probably, maybe I was junior high when it came out or something like that. Yeah. But I've been skating for a while. But it's like, I remember that really nailing the culture really well yeah. at the time. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with that. It, it It's hard to overstate how colossal that game was. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a, really that many great skateboard games at the time. Mm-hmm. There was like, no. okay, games, yeah. okay. You yeah. know, you put up with things. But like, Tony Hawk came around, and I was like, whoa. Uh, my wife and I, there's a new Tony Hawk documentary on HBO Max. Sick. I It made me like cry. You cool. should watch it. It's amazing. But I was talking to my wife and I was like, it, I, like I really cannot convey to you like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is not just good for a skateboarding game I legitimately think oh it God, stands the really, test of time as one of the game. best dude video honestly, games of all it's time. like yeah. some of like the best pure arcade yes. gaming to me yeah. oh man R.I.P. Neversoft yeah <laughs> um, uh, in terms of like learning anything I can't really think of anything off the top of my head yeah, like, yeah the things question, that come to my mind question. are like stuff that like you know it's kind of like yeah, it is inherent in there, right? Like Carmen San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. Was yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, Isla just checked out that uh, Chinatown Detective Agency, uh, and and had an episode on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it was so funny because it's like one of those things where you know I didn't realize that Carmen San Diego was an influence on that game, and then once I knew that and I saw the gameplay, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> it totally is. 
but if it, well, the funny thing about it is they're saying that you actually like Google stuff in that game. Hmm. Like there will be questions that like you have to like actually look up this quote and see like who Whoa. said this quote or whatever. But then at the same time, you're like you're actually dodging game guides. Oh, you know, yeah. While doing that. Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, but it's interesting. It's interesting to pull things like that yeah. while in the midst of like yeah. solving cases in like a dramatic, yeah. you know, detective game. Oh my God. Sorry. I have an example. Great. Um, Final Fantasy XI, I learned to type because of that game pretty oh, much. That's oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah like, that's so sick. Like, I could like. You know, like kind of yeah. like pick before, but right. once I started playing that game, I had to talk to people in right. real time. Because because voice chat, you yeah. know, Discord calls was not yeah. a, really like, a, I, a same. I thing got at the the, time. the yeah. keyboard for PS2, and I was Hell like, yeah, type it on that. Dude, thing. I got that brings me back to the uh, Fantasy Star Online Dreamcast days. I had the yeah. Dreamcast keyboard. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, like I wonder like how early kids learn to type now? Do you think because like yeah. it's so much different? Like I remember in high school, like keyboarding class and stuff like that. Right. I think. I mean, I we think had the, actual typewriters. Yeah. 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 So I think we had a couple typewriters. I remember in some classes. Part of me wonders if just like it's so ubiquitous in like interfacing with just people now that I, I have to imagine it comes more easily. Yeah. But I don't know. Crazy. But yeah, we definitely had a keyboarding class as well. Our last email comes in from Andrew. Uh, who ask Sekiro or Elden Ring? Man, they're so different. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't. I can't answer this question. Let's really. get into the email though. Okay. Hey, Alice. I've been chatting with coworkers about Elden Ring, and every opportunity, we're all really enjoying the game. But an interesting discussion has come up about the bosses of the game. Several of my coworkers say that the bosses were disappointing to them. I've also found that they all consider Sekiro to have the best bosses and be the best game of the series. Do you think the quality of the bosses in Sekiro is better than Elden Ring? And how much does boss quality affect your opinion of the game overall? Thanks for taking my question. If you do, love and respect, Andrew. Okay, so there's a lot to get in with this question, yeah. okay? So, mm-hmm. obviously, I think Sekiro has really good boss fights. Yeah. Really good, because they are tailor-made for one specific playstyle. Yeah. Everything is very focused about how you're going to approach this fight. Right. They know how you're going to this. Elden Ring, there are so many different options that you can do for a fight. It could change things dramatically. Also, Eldering has a insane amount of boss fights. An incomprehensible number so, of bosses. So, yeah. obviously, things will suffer because there's so many. But I yeah. still think Eldering has some really cool boss fights. Right. Like, honestly, the last fight of Sekiro is, like, my favorite boss fight of all time. I think about it. Like, just the final gauntlet of that game I love. Yeah. But I think Eldering has some really sick fights. Like, I don't really want to spoil them. Yeah. Because it's still kind of early, but... Yeah, I, I was going to say a lot of what Brad is, like... The the combat style in Sekiro is so focused and so, you know, intent on like, no, you've got to learn this or you're not going to get mm-hmm. <laughs> any farther. Whereas, yeah, Elden Rings and even Dark Souls, like they just they give you a lot of other tools. So it's like, OK, if this thing isn't clicking with you, then you try something else, you know, and, you know, and. You know, admittedly, the bosses aren't always tuned for that something else. You know, yeah. they're, they're tuned for you to go toe to toe, head to head, and so if you use some other technique, the the boss just can't yeah. always counteract that. That's just the nature of it. Maybe I will feel differently when I finish the game, but from my my own personal experience right now, what I really, why I think Elden Ring is genius, why I think it is a masterpiece, is is precisely because not every boss fight is is 
is equally perfect mm-hmm. or majestic or grandiose uh, because the main boss fights that you do, so honestly, I, I can think of two boss fights right off the top of my head that are some of like the most insane, visually imp- impressive, and mechanically very cool boss fights that I can think of yeah. in, in recent memory. But yeah, they're yeah. main story boss yep. fights, and then there are a lot of like little dungeon boss fights that you know you spend a couple minutes on mm-hmm. but that's exactly the rhythm of the game and why it's important it is so big it's so all encompassing that if every single boss fight took me 2 hours to get through i would hate yeah, it you, right you don't want that i don't i don't want everything to be mechanically complex but it's still nice having a little mm-hmm. encounter at the end right challenge. and so those ebbs and those flows those peaks and those valleys allow the high points to yeah. be so high yep. you know um, and so i think while I agree, I think Sekiro is a much more crafted game. It is because it is so restricted, and I don't even mean that as an insult. Like no, Sekiro yeah, yeah. and Elden Ring are inverses of each other. Yeah, they are. But I think for what Elden Ring is trying to do, uh, the, the boss fights being all over the place actually really helps it in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. It's like, can you think of an open world game with better bosses than Elden Ring? The answer is no. I guess if you really wanted to be cheeky, maybe you could say Shadow of the Colossus, but it's that's it doesn't really. Count. Yeah, I mean, it's like some of the Col- like some of the Colossus aren't I, that great. Well, I feel like saying Shadow of the Colossus is open world is a stretch to begin with. Yes. It's basically just boss fights with land yes, in between. Yes. Them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah they're it's really hard for me to compare because they're Absolutely. so different. But Absolutely. yes, yeah. I could see like someone feeling like that. Even Mike had that kind of feeling, hmm. but like I talked to him about it more. Yeah, and I kind of dove into about it with him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, kind of." It's hard to say, like, because yeah. Sekiro is so finely tuned for that specific thing, yeah, very specific. But Elden Ring's like, "Go what? Go nuts! Do yeah. it how you want to do it." Yeah, use the jellyfish. Use see, blood likes the jellyfish. <laughs> Elden Elden Ring is the, like the loosest Soulsborne game yeah. that From Software has the made, most free and I, I love that. Yeah. But I get why some people would. Yeah, this totally, is not an totally. to people that, that yeah. don't like it. Fun thing to talk about. Super fun episode of Frame Trap. Good Hell energy. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to Daniel Bloodworth. And once again, filling in, Bradley Ellis really brought the heat, uh, which I appreciate because you you are on the show more than anybody else. So, Unofficial co-host. Unofficial co-host. <laughs> um, if you'd like to send an email... Too easy, or too easy, Alice. Too frame trap. I'm losing my mind. AskEasyAllies at gmail.com. One more time, that is AskEasyAllies at gmail.com. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time.